0: This is Pull Request, live from the heart of Brooklyn. Pull Request is an hour-long podcast about everything in and relating to technology, with two techno experts, Eric Newman, hi, and Dwayne Chang. Hello. This week's episode, What Really Grinds Our Gears. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pull Request number 75, 70 y Trying to throw in my very lackluster Spanish knowledge and messing it up right in the beginning. What, what say you? Do we have so many Spanish listeners? Well, we are in uh, Bushwick, so the people that can hear us do the show live, actually, probably are the Spanish listeners we have. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I also used to work for a, a Spanish language media company headquartered in uh, Spanish-speaking South Florida. Um, I actually should be fluent in Spanish, to be quite honest. There's no reason why I'm not. Like, I grew up in South Florida with the Cubans. I went to college in Orlando with the Puerto Ricans. I live in Bushwick now with Puerto Ricans. I took six years of Spanish in in school. My dad's married to a Venezuelan. I should know Spanish. I work for a a Spanish media company. I should know Spanish, and I don't.
1: Wayne I don't know what that says about you I don't know I, don't. I took like four or five years of Spanish And you're from
0: the Bronx They and also have the Spanish you know, yeah. There's also a lot of Spanish used But I don't up want there. to
1: talk to people So there is, there's not much incentive for language Ah, if you don't want to talk to people.
0: Right. And you also have this uh, very erudite way of thinking about learning other languages, which is there, it's all just going to become English in the future. Or you'll have technology that. Uh, no,
1: there'll be, yeah. Uh, I'm hoping there's technology to actively translate.
0: Well, there is now, right? There's that Google Translate yeah. app that has OCR?
1: Uh, oh, oh, yes.
0: Yes. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Have you? Oh, you don't like it?
1: I, I've used it to read Chinese. Does it work?
0: Yeah, it does. It does? It's okay. Can you yeah. read Chinese yeah. on your own? Yeah. No. No? No. You only can do it with Google. Look, How does that... Like,
1: like I, I treat myself as like, uh, when you play a video game, you like min-max your character skill set. That's what I do.
0: Sorry, I'm stealing your... Yeah, it's all right. stealing your napkin. So you I know. try to
1: min-max my skill set. I don't want to do anything that's not relevant.
0: But, I mean, but your parents are uh, Chinese, right? Yes. Do they speak Chinese? They, they do. Mean, uh, uh, yeah, but they taught me a uh,
1: dialect that's like worthless because the Chinese government's trying to get rid of it. What is it? Uh it's
0: Shanghai dialect, Shanghainese. Oh. Why are they trying to get rid of it? Just it's not consistent um, with the rest of
1: how they want China? Yeah, because they want they want the country to speak Mandarin.
0: Is is Mandarin simpler or is it is it? better for electronic purposes or what's uh, it,
1: it's in the government's best interest that everyone can communicate with each other language, in right? the country yeah in that country well so, then
0: how about just teach them english
1: i mean <laughs> yeah but just that, pave that over, has its other its own underpinnings
0: pay pave over the thousands of years of history and just you know yeah. english
1: yeah you, you can't drive nationalism you get rid of the language <laughs>
0: yeah i mean there's no one speaking gaelic anymore that yeah. language is gone there's irish people being born that are speaking english there's yeah. not they don't even speak their own language
1: yeah they're, do- they're doing that in hong kong right now where gaelic uh no like getting rid of cantonese which is predominantly spoken in hong kong
0: and why, why and, and, and as for you
1: consistency say yeah i mean as you know from rush hour the movie right like hong kong uh, used to be under british rule and it was given back to china
0: they actually said that in rush hour
1: yeah, that was the premise of it it was in one I, actually I think haven't it, watched I think, it, I think, Oh, I think it was in Rush Hour One. it was like a big thing.
0: I remember when that came out, which is I think twenty years ago actually, but this
1: Yeah. And then so they they've been like slowly moving, trying to urge them or urge as in the government way of persuading people right. to, to speak Mandarin.
0: It's interesting. I mean, over here, uh we're losing regionality in the way that we speak, and everybody everybody is starting to sound like a valley girl, straight guys, black guys, black women, white women they all sound like white women from California. I just don't understand why everybody has to sound like this, and it just has this entitled accent about it and I just don't I call it the Williamsburg accent here because everybody in Williamsburg now sounds like that whereas Mel Brooks is from Williamsburg. think about that i. I've tuned it out. I I, I just can't. I, I it's the bed. It's mostly the Bedford Avenue babies, but it's it's definitely it's definitely all over gentrified Brooklyn, even it, here in Bushwick.
1: It, it's dominant everywhere.
0: Could I get a bagel with cream cheese? Oh my god! Someone's misogynist on the internet It's like you can. You sound like a teenager, but you know what? At least, ironically, that accent spans. Genders and it spans races and it's very inclusive because male and female accents even regionally vary a lot and this is just it's it's a unif it's like a new American accent that's just going to sound horrible. Let me I'll say it. it in it's yeah. It's like a new American accent. It's going to sound horrible. I mean, why can't people just talk the way they used to? You know, in the 20th century, there was a lot more variation in the way that people talked. And I just don't understand what happened. I have friends who who their entire lives, they go from Brooklyn to Long Island, back to Brooklyn. Guess what? They sound like they could be from Texas. I don't get it. I don't understand. What's the problem? Is it the media? Is it? What is it?
1: I I don't know. It's pretty nasally, right? Like which that, that accent but or the that, one i was doing or the valley
0: girl accent the valley girl yeah. accent i mean the both of them are pretty actually Yeah, with
1: it's something uh, i like people who speak chinese can be the same way because you know I mean? a lot of the tones differ, like it feels very nasally yeah, yeah so like uh, i spent a lot of time trying to speak from my diaphragm but it's it's hard it's not like in
0: me it is no and i totally understand actually it's funny when i was uh when I was a kid, like, I mean, through my teenage years, I was only talking in my nose and it took me the the last 10 years of, of, of trying to not sound entirely like that. And, uh, I remember there, I, the, I have this image I worked because I'm from Palm beach. I'm, uh, uh, I worked in a nursing home in high school as a waiter, uh, and it's a fancy nursing home in Juneau beach. And, um, my, uh, what is it? One of the, one of the late old ladies are mostly old women. Cause you know, they, Live Longer Than Men, and um, they were like, uh, uh, they asked one of my friends who was also a waiter there, he's like, oh, could you get that boy for me? Uh, what boy is that? The the boy that talks like this, what she said. And like, that's just burned, burned into my memory, because that's what I sound like. So, maybe, maybe it's just driven by TV. <laughs> I think that the reduction in accents is definitely driven by TV, and... And just media, because, I mean, think about this, a hundred years ago, which seems like a thousand years ago at this point, it was a lot, well, I guess a hundred years ago was 1919, they had a, they had phones then, but 110 years ago, it was like 120 years ago, it was a lot harder for someone in New York to hear what someone in Philadelphia sounded like, and, and those accents, even though they're a hundred miles away, they sound very different, North Jersey versus South Jersey, very different accents. And so they're not that far apart. And now it's just all being mowed over with, ballet do speak, and I just don't understand. It's just like...
1: Yeah, but um, in that context, like, it's good. It, as annoying as it is. I mean, because, I wouldn't because, mind
0: it if it were euphonious. Yeah. Like every, you know, in Britain, everyone's going to have the London accent, I'm sure, in 50 years or so. And, like, that's a euphonious accent. I wouldn't mind if we all sounded like that. Why do we have to pick the crappy one? Well, if you want that, then
1: they should just make everyone take li- uh, linguistics or something. Don't like, they? Yeah, like the, I mean, London, what is it? It's a received pronunciation. Yeah, received that's, pronunciation. That, that's the dialect. And then for newscasters in America, there's like, oh, there's some.
0: There's the, uh, I um, do the Brian Wilson.
1: Yeah. Transfer
0: like, is available to the two, three, four, five, A, C, J, and Z trains.
1: Right. But it's like, an, I mean, that's why I lost China me. wants everyone to speak Mandarin, right? Because yeah. But they, people
0: yeah. never, you're not supposed to sound like a newscaster. In fact, the, the subway guy, not Jared, the, the guy who's the voice of the subway here in New York, who I was just imitating, he actually has that uh, his, like he has that voice as his real voice because he's actually British, but he moved here as a kid in the '60s. And back then, all of and he said he was just he learned how to talk American by listening to the radio, and everybody back then kind of had some kind of radio voice. And so he just ended up sounding like someone who does that. And then they tapped him for the subway. And it's, you know, a free transfer is also available to the Lexington Avenue, 63rd Street station by anyway.
1: Yeah. So I think George Takei sounds like it.
0: Wouldn't that be cool? Oh, my. We had him do the subway announcements. Yeah, they
1: should. Yeah,
0: that'd be great. He's. I mean, he's still is he still doing the announcing for uh, Howard?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: I haven't listened to Howard in I don't know. this decade. Anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, this episode is called... Uh, you know what really grinds my gears? Because uh, it's about... I, want, I wanted to call it Wayne's Rance. Wayne, uh, you know, both of us... Uh, I wanted it to focus on you, but then I realized how much of a narcissist I am, so I'm crowbarring my own ideological preferences into this episode. So it's going to be our gears. And um, if you think about it, Between the two of us, we have about 40 years of programming, software development experience, and neither of us have gray hair. How nice is that?
1: I'm all gray inside.
0: That's right, and cheering for us was our wonderful studio audience, who we almost forgot to introduce this show, because they've been sitting in a Tupperware container for the last two weeks without getting watered. Yep, Uh, I need to to remember to do that, since we don't have Tyler here anymore. He was the one that was always supposed to be watering the audience, and... uh,
1: yeah, he was an intern, though, right?
0: Uh, yeah. You we know, should I get more interns because uh, I have to do my taxes soon. Legally, yes, he was an but intern. We should get more interns. Yes.
2: Yeah! 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 I actually yeah! had
0: yeah! an intern yeah! once, yeah! and he did a really awful job. He was not a. Actually, if you want to talk about, uh, you want to talk about. You know what really grinds
3: my gears? It's people
0: that uh, are not self starters, and and when they come up to they they run into an issue. They just stop working, and they don't talk to you. Or oh bring it my up. god! Yes, and so yes. Th- I had this intern. I was I was working on a freelance website, and I and uh, this was and he was getting college credit for it. I, actually, he was older than me too. Uh, and this was back in 2011 or 2012. Oh, no, no, it it's 2012 or 2013. It was when I was living in Pittsburgh, and uh, he was helping me develop this website or design design and develop a, a custom WordPress BS website. And um, I asked him to do wireframes for me. And wireframes are what, Wayne?
1: They're mock-up not, design.
0: But it's not just a mock-up. It's 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 just boxes. Right. It's black and white boxes. Uh, it's a,
1: low fidelity, I think right. that's the term.
0: And it's it's very low fidelity. It's black and white. It's for blocking and proportionality. It's not for design. I mean, it's not for a full design. Are you okay? Yeah. You look it, like you're about to sneeze. No, right. I'm okay. Oh, okay. I'm you can, okay. If you, you can look up at a bright light, it'll make you sneeze. No, it's all right. Okay. Um, anyway, so... He, um, I'm not going to mention his name, but uh, he, I we t- I told him how to do it or the way that I'd suggested of doing it, which was in Illustrator. And Illustrator has a pretty decent grid system. It's not as a, it's not as nicer as advanced as more contemporary prototyping tools. However, he can figure out how to draw boxes in Illustrator. You hit M for marquee or M for rectangle for some reason. And you just draw a shape, and then you have alignment tools, and then you can tell it to you set it to pixels. You tell it to have a pixel grid, and you can align everything up. And he didn't do that, and so we spent a week, I don't know doing what, but then after, the, when the next meeting came, the, the following week, I asked to see his work. He didn't have anything done. And I said, what happened? Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. Why didn't you ask for help? I'm here to help you. You're the intern. I get it. I'm here to help you learn. Oh, well, I just didn't, I, I didn't have time. You didn't have time? Why are you an intern? Why are you joining an internship? You don't have time to learn. That's the whole point.
1: He needs it on his resume. He doesn't actually care.
0: Well, I'm glad that someone needs uh, my company. That's the majority of people. What was that?
1: That's the majority of people. It
0: is the majority of
1: people. You just need it on your resume. Yeah. And if you're going to do real work, or you wanted them to do real work, you should have hired an employee, not an intern. But
0: the thing is is that interns don't need benefits. They don't have minimum wage requirements, and they're easily replaceable.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Why don't we just do that? People do. Or they try. And then keep going through. It. Excuse me.
1: I mean, that's why we have, uh, I think, laws regarding unpaid and paid internships, right? Do we? Yeah, like you have to pay them if they do- start doing real work.
0: I don't know about that.
1: Really, I don't know. Um,
0: I I know they. I mean, it's another form of slavery.
1: I read it somewhere. I don't remember which, so I can't. I can't tell you if it's true or not.
0: Uh, this is from. Jeff I don't Be- have an actual source. Okay, well, hold on. This is from Jeff Bezos' his blog, otherwise known as the Washington Post. Unpaid interns. You know what? Let's uh, <coughs> let's snaz this up a little bit. If you don't mind. Unpaid internships are increasingly a fact of life for college students. The National Association of Colleges and Employers found that 55% of the class of 2012 had an internship or co-op during their time in college. Almost half of them, 47%, were unpaid. A third of internships at for-profit companies were also unpaid. Depending on how you look at it, this is either massive exploitation of young people by powerful co- corporations which worsens inequality, or a valuable opportunity for on-the-job training at a lower cost than degree than a degree or a certificate from a college or university. What do you think?
1: Okay. So you could have abused the crap out of your intern. Yeah. Or go- gotten some more. We've all seen Steinfeld. We've all seen that episode. What? Kramer and the intern. What no. Oh, my God. I should have. Really? I
0: what was that again? Oh, yes! Yeah, yeah when yeah, Kramer like had an kid. intern,
1: yeah. And they and like, had the memo pad. Yeah, and they did like this bubble ball or rubber uh, ball that held oil.
0: Oh, yes. And then <laughs> they tried to bounce it out of the window. Oh, yeah. But see We're going to solve yeah, the yeah, fuel but, crisis. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah,
1: but look how productive that was. Like, I like, mean, he learned a lot. Yeah, and, he learned. Yeah, he learned. Most people don't know what the hell they're doing.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, that's I mean
1: That's uh that's the number much, one thing
0: to learn. Let me ask you this, how much do you think uh, Kramer's apartment goes for these days? Oh my god, probably probably cut about Five, up six just, K a month? Yeah. yeah. And there's probably four people living in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um well, moving on, uh we're still <laughs>
1: It's like the most depressing
0: thing to talk about. If, you know, no 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 How want... much
1: do you think this apartment no, no, that no, people you know, used I, to I, afford I... to live in now 20 years goes ago. for? It.
0: Yeah. But you know now it has newer appliances, uh, but the mold is still there. Yeah, they probably lived in a pre-war building. And,
1: and now there's less retail around. Like there's less useful local shops around. Yeah, even... all of
0: your shopping is now done on Amazon yeah. Prime. So what's yeah.
1: the point? What's the problem? Uh, why does it everything where you, you live?
0: see around you came from Amazon Prime? Like that's you know, what? why go outside? You don't like talking to people. What are you complaining about?
1: That's true. But then, then at that point, it doesn't matter where you live. It matters in right. terms of distances and convenience. Yes,
0: and that's why there's an over, uh, overwhelming homogeneity to suburbia. I remember I was, on, I was out on Long Island a couple times last year for some unfortunate circumstances, and parts of it looked like it could be anywhere in Florida, anywhere else in the country. The same, the same wide roads, the same strip malls, the same movie theaters, same franchises.
1: Look, I just want them to, like, build a city on top of New York City already. Then we
0: have to be leveled first. Like, no. Yes, because they did that in Atlanta, and Atlanta was burned to the ground in the Civil War. So maybe in the next Civil War. uh Oh,
1: I, I mean, like, the upper level is where all the rich people live, and then they can just take an elevator down.
0: How about an elegant series of skywalks that just go from the higher levels of all of those giant... Skyscrapers, which are you know offices and in, in apartments.
1: Yeah, I think they they have that in a lot of places.
0: They have them in a couple, yeah. but Ones that are related to each other, but not like a municipal. Right. We're not letting you in unless you make two hundred fifty thousand a year. Yeah. You know. Um. Well, it's anyway, gonna happen. Let's dive. Let's uh. Let's dive back into some into some tech because uh, I don't know what the hell we've been talking about. That is tech. That is. That's true. One thing that really. This was my my big uh, revelation this week. I didn't come up with it. Somebody told me. This Linux copy command, CP, is different between GNU Linux and FreeBSD, which is Mac OS. Well,
1: yes. Why? Uh, there's a lot of uh, deviation between Mac and Linux. No, no, no. no.
0: But this is this, the way that this You're talking about CP? Oh,
1: no, talk- I'm talking about
0: BSD. I'm not saying this is something that Tim Cook did. This is. Uh, the, the What happens is, the GNU copy command ignores the trailing slash on the source directory, so it treats the directory called source and source slash as the same. In both situations, copying the source directory into the target, while in a BSD system, the trailing slash is significant. It alters the behavior, copying the directory itself without the slash or the contents of the directory with the slash. And it's, and it's it's important to remember this when you're writing cross-platform uh, Linux utilities that you would think just work, but apparently you have to do some, you have to be very semantic when trying to deal with BSD and and the rest of Linux, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think most people who write Bash scripts run into this. Uh, I I had someone who just talked to me about it recently. A lot of it uh, from just people trying to use extended. Or Perl-style regular expressions, which aren't available uh, in in a lot of uh, like in regular Linux. Like if you're not using any extended flag. Ah. So uh, normally you have POSIX uh, regular expressions. What is POSIX? POSIX is just these guides of uh, it's like some standards for Unix for Unix systems that they all have. Okay. And the that style of regular expression is like really simple you can't, there's no uh, back references there's no uh, you can't do pipes or anything like that it's not very like, simple regular like expression Perl style regular yeah expression. it's not very powerful and that's why a lot of people will break scripts working with uh, Linux because on their Mac right it's like even um, I think grep there's like dash e, which is like extended uh, expressions.
0: Okay. And there, those deviations are generally what break. Jeez And you'd think that there was a lot of consistency, but is it really just like BSD deviates from the rest of you know, the red Is the rest of Linux really GNU? GNU? It-
1: well, I mean, there's Unix and then there's Linux, so there are deviations right. there already. Like it, it, generally, you're but is looking for POSIX
0: new Unix distros over Linux distros. I,
1: I don't have no idea. I, I know. Because Unix, it, I mean, that's, you know, going yeah, back on, to the 70s. But then you have Mac. I mean, they have their own deviations. They used to have right. uh, like X11 support, like this, uh, it's this Windows server, and they ripped it out and it's no longer available. So, like, who knows? Yes. You, you just can't rely on any of it. Sometimes you you should just hack it and just say, like, if this is Darwin.
0: But I bet you know what? I bet you could uh, down, get X11 back into Mac OS with Homebrew. If you did Homebrew X11, uh,
1: if someone's still supporting it, maybe. I mean, wouldn't
0: it? I mean, would you? What do you mean? Someone's still supporting it?
1: And so, I mean, someone has to support it for for Mac.
0: Oh, it's inactive right now. Yeah, I don't. Uh, know. It exists.
1: It used to exist. X Quartz. I was looking into it because I wanted to build a. I wanted to have a virtual screen display. I've
0: seen people run. When did they take it out? I've seen people run X11 based apps on uh,
1: Mac. I don't know. Just a couple of releases ago. Jesus, I can't I keep they're up. Taking, with it.
0: They're taking all the useful stuff away, like keys from the keyboard. Anyway, this isn't an Apple attack. An Apple attack. This is talking about discrepancies between Linux. Um, moving on. Uh, something sad happened this week. The Mars rover died. I know. Pretty sad. It's not sad. It li- lived longer than it
1: was uh, expected to.
0: That's true, and it did map a it's, lot is it, of stuff. Yeah. I, what I I think is really fascinating is how it managed to avoid all of these cha- massive changes of elevation, and it, like it found finds these passes and mountain ranges. It avoids craters. It's very smart without being controlled.
1: So so the article you provided me is the New York Times, and they have a very interactive article about the the life of the Mars rover and the path it took throughout its life.
0: Yes. And and
1: I wonder if that actually pays off for
0: New York Times to to do all that work. The the Times really does... They do some pretty uh, good infographics.
1: I mean, do you think it's their one-offs and they never reuse this code or...
0: Um, I'm sure they have some kind of template for it. I you know honestly, I know that uh, Conde Nast did something sim- similar, really They would have like they would have somewhat one-off story pages with rich graphics like this. Um, and they always perform really well as this page is doing. So I love infographics and whether they come from Conde or the New York Times or any other media company, if it looks good, I like it. Um, it's just sad because I don't know. It had a very depressing me- last message. What was it? It's getting dark out here. I'm very sad. Goodbye. No, Johnny Five, don't die. Anyway,
1: thank you, Mars Over. Yes. Did a great
0: job. Thank you, Opportunity.
1: Thank you. If, if, it was, if it was written by web developers, it wouldn't have lasted.
0: <laughs> it, would, yeah. it would have. It would have had to. It would have had to. It might have something. hit the,
1: Might have landed. Yes. Very well, lucky.
0: Uh, I needed a... Yeah. No. Some. Uh, no. It had a memory. It had an ohm, and it died. Um, anyway, uh, how about this? Pricing algorithms can learn to collude with each other to raise prices. If you shop on, if you shop on Amazon. An algorithm, prob- uh, rather than a human, is probably setting the price of the service or item that you bought.
1: Yeah, I would hope so.
0: And out al- pricing algorithms have become ubiquitous online, and they use something uh, from uh, machine learning called reinforcement learning. It yeah. uses penalties and rewards to incentivize an AI agent towards a specific goal. Could you elaborate on uh, reinforcement learning, Wayne?
1: Uh, it's, I mean, it's the idea of if you have, like, some score, right? And uh, if the algorithm can learn to do better, the better at score, it'll do it. If it gets a lower score, it'll learn not to, in general terms. Oh. Yeah, there, there's there's a... I don't know if it still exists. There's like an open AI gym where people do, do their reinforcement learning uh, AI to do a whole bunch of stuff, like land a rocket or something like that.
0: Huh. Well, if you use reinforcement learning with pricing algorithms, they learn to quickly collude with each other.
1: Yeah, because... It, I mean, that's the real life, I guess. Well, yeah, that's the optimal strategy, right? Like, that's how the whole uh, pharmaceutical industry works, right? Right. Because otherwise, in natural competition, what is it? It's a race to the bottom. So, the more optimal strategy is to try to collude because then then everyone makes out.
0: Yes. If uh, the customers are our enemy, then our competitors are our friends. Yeah. Yes. That line came from The Informant, that movie with Matt Damon. Uh, from 2009, where he played uh, an informant for the FBI that then embezzled money from the company that he was ratting out.
1: Yeah, that's an unfortunate part of capitalism. Right? We, we expect it to be a race to the bottom in high amounts of competition, but...
0: but it, And it is, unless you have other things like government regulations preventing yeah. it, like a minimum wage.
1: Well, I mean, well... Why a minimum
0: it... wage, you'd have a race to the bottom, yeah, but
1: why does the pharmaceutical industry have such high uh, costs for something like
2: insulin? Because it's
0: a walled garden, yeah. and that's and that's what and if you and this what this article says is that they put these rule these these reinforcement learning AI bots in a controlled. They let them loose in a controlled environment, right? So the pharmaceutical companies, there's like five of them, and there's five to ten insurance companies. Yeah. that's not a lot to col- to be able to say. You know what? Everyone set the price like this.
1: And yeah, because you realize it, if you're going to the race to the bottom, right? You're getting you're getting very close to uh, your cost, and right.
0: the fact that a lot of these drugs, which are currently overpriced, are patented, and those patents do expire. So then, and so then, it enables uh, generics to be produced. However, these drug companies are buying up the generic uh, drug companies to prevent them from doing that. Yeah, like my asthma inhaler, it totally could be generic, but uh, the they patented the inhaler. And so I have to buy the the branded version.
1: Yeah. I mean, it makes sense.
0: They could just put in a regular inhaler. It would work. It would work. But no, it if, has to be... If in you're
1: box. good at business, that's what you should do. Yes. Uh, I mean, it, if you know that the highest score possible is, from, is only attainable if you talk to your competitors and collude, uh, what, what do you do? It's well, good they, that an algorithm learned what the, that. What
0: this paper suggests is that I guess they learn to collude, but they... They respond. Okay, I think it's great they learned to do that. The two completely autonomous algorithms learned to respond to one another's behavior and quickly pulled the price of goods above where it would have been had either operated alone. "Quote: What is most worrying is the algorithms leave no trace of concerted action. They learn to collude purely by trial and error, with no prior knowledge of the environment in which they operate, without communicating with one another, and without being specifically designed or instructed to collude."
1: Yeah, very cool.
0: And that's driving up all the prices on the internet. I think that the internet, though, is too big of a market to be able to do that, but Amazon could probably do it within itself. I mean, if you have multiple uh, sellers selling the same prices, it could just keep. I don't know.
1: Amazon's a huge market by itself.
0: Yeah, it is. Yes.
1: I, I mean, good for good for, it. good for those algorithms. I think so. Uh, I think that.
0: It's just going to be bad for us.
1: They didn't need to get an MBA to do that.
0: No. Um, no. Uh, okay. Moving on, our next story is about Russia. Oh.
1: Speaking of things bad for us. Jesus. Whoa.
0: I don't where did that come from. Whoa. Okay. It's a it's a it's about how uh, Russia Whoa. Jesus. They uh, all of their internet providers um, are going to try to disconnect from the internet to then combine themselves into uh, a centralized Pro- proxy service i guess <laughs> Russian authorities and major internet providers are planning to disconnect the country from the internet as part of a planned experiment russian news agency Raz Biznes consulting rbk said last week the reason is to gather insight and provide feedback and modifications to a, pro- a proposed new law introduced in parliament in december first draft of which mandated russian internet providers should ensure the independence of russian internet space Runet. In the case of foreign aggression, you know, by us, to disconnect the country from the rest of the Internet, which should be very hard to do. In addition, Russian telecom firms would also have to install technical means to reroute all Russian traffic to exchange points approved or managed by great Russia's telecom watchdog. They'll inspect the traffic to block prohibited content like porn. And make sure traffic between Russian users stays inside the country. is not rerouted uselessly through servers abroad where it could be intercepted. Because that's what we were doing to intercept the traffic. And that's actually what we were doing to intercept the traffic of... um, What is the German uh, parliament called? No, I don't know. The... um, Boone something? I don't know. Whatever. We, sp- we spotted Angela Merkel by doing that. Oh, I remember. Mean, yes. Those were so,
1: that, that. was part of WikiLeaks, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, Russia's pulling this move so that we, so all of their traffic stays within themselves. So we don't we don't do anything, which I guess is is not bad until they start disconnecting external websites from being able to go into Russia.
1: Well, yeah, that's the whole point.
0: I guess they're gonna. Yeah,
1: you, you need a reason that seems plausible, but there is always a more insidious reason underneath. Absolutely. You're they are not going to say, oh, oh, we want the Great Firewall of China, too. Point I mean, why not?
0: Why not? Russian officials say they plan to reroute 95% of all Internet traffic locally by 2020. They've even built a local backup of the DNS system.
1: I mean, you could say during an election year, we should just black out from everyone everywhere else. It yeah, might but, have helped.
0: Yeah, but, you know, we have this thing called uh, Voice of America that we spend, I think, $100 million on a year that is basically anti Russian, pro American propaganda that we blast into Russia. And I don't know. I think, we, don't, we don't talk about that when we talk about every Russian Every country does aggression. that.
1: Sorry? China has FM radios all over here. If you, you ever listen to them, re-
0: um, or AM radio,
1: I, I remember like on my phone, I, I don't listen to radio, but I, I got a phone, it had a tuner, and I was like, oh, cool, let me play around with it. And I started getting Chinese. Radio within only a certain, like, area. What is going on here?
0: Was it AM radio?
1: I think it was AM radio. And then I looked at it, and it's like, yeah, China sends, like, long broadcasts of of their national radio.
0: AM radio specifically has the ability to magnify um, at night. Way mm-hmm. beyond the original strength of the station, so you wouldn't yeah. be able to hear it during I, the day. I
1: just remember it being very, very weird because it was like within the, the apartment I live in. So if I go near my staircase, I would get it. And I was like, what is
0: this? Well, maybe someone has a transmitter, though. I would,
1: yeah. I mean, it, it's like rebroadcast in New York. So there there oh, is well, some place. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but it, it's just weird. It was just like, yeah, China does this. They just rebroadcast their stuff. But it's, so do we. Every yeah, yeah, does. exactly. Yeah,
0: it's just weird. Yeah, well, and we try to pretend like we're the good guys and we don't do anything wrong, but that's not true. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, how about this? Um, Facebook uses its apps to track users it thinks could threaten itself, like me. I'm probably on that list. Uh, basically, they have, what is it? A uh, bolo, not like a bolo tie, be on the lookout list, which is updated approximately once a week. It was created in 2008, and now contains hundreds of people, according to four former Facebook security employees who have left the company in 2016. Facebook notifies its security professionals anytime a new person is added to the BOLO list, sending out a report that includes information about the person, such as their name, photo, and a general location, and short description of why they were added. However, the bar for getting added is pretty low, while some users end up on the list after repeated appearances and making direct threats to Facebook or Mark Zuckerberg or Cheryl Sand- Sandberg. Uh other people that have just responded to comments like if you mark f facebook i'm going to kick your a according to a former employee also ended up on the list. In fact, somebody didn't know they were on the list. Their friend worked for Facebook. They went to go meet them uh at Facebook for lunch and then the, they were met with security, heavy security because this guy was on the be on the lookout list and he was removed because he had a friend on the inside who said nobody should be here without credible cause, just like what we the credible cause we use to spy on people, you know. From the NSA, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, is it is it worse or better when a company does it versus the government?
1: A company doesn't; nobody cares.
0: Yes, a Facebook employee said that the process is "quote really subjective."
1: Yeah, but no one cares.
0: I'm sure they have a FISA court somewhere in there. Um, Facebook also uh, it says it's it might remove. Anti-vaxxer recommendations, information discouraging people from getting vaccines for their children, which has gone viral on Facebook, especially in Facebook groups, may have contributed to an increase in the outbreaks of measles. Wow! Uh, Representative Adam Schiff sent a letter. Schiff sent a letter to Facebook. Uh, sent a letter to Mark Zuckerberg and Google boss Sundar Pichai, asking them to address the problem because, of course, they're going to stop. They're going to stop this next. Facebook and Google will have to stop the opioid crisis. <laughs>
1: yeah that's always a i mean that's the conversation should they be policing any of their content
0: i you know I mean YouTube remember we talked about, and this is what Google said yeah. that YouTube is already uh, demoting content that they call conspiratorial Facebook they said that they're exploring additional measures to best combat the problem, which is saying nothing,
1: yeah, and then it's so I mean we've heard this so many times right like uh, a platform needs to moderate itself and obviously they don't want to moderate it because moderation costs money but
0: they are moderating it i was banned from facebook twice yeah i'm probably on their radar yeah well list. you got you,
1: i mean you you must have done something horrible
0: i said something about white guys yeah, you got
1: to, oh definitely i know definitely and then i overline
0: an, and then i also I, I wished uh i i wished uh a gay jew i'm also a gay jew maybe not just jewish uh maybe gay who knows uh in berlin a happy birthday message with upside down text to let's party like uncle laid off in 1939 with that hitler rave gif. i got banned for another month like come on that that should be it should be i went to all the holocaust museums you can't i can't make a hitler joke i know i've said this before but it's like that's what gets me banned and now i'm a threat
1: there's no context no one knows you
0: it doesn't matter the the thing is, is that they're making you know it doesn't get banned. People saying Israel needs to die, uh, Israelis need to die, Palace, uh, throw them all into camps. The, I report that. Oh, well, Facebook finds it. this doesn't go against our community or does go is fine with our community standards. Oh, okay, but God forbid you say anyway.
1: Yeah, but those aren't people looking at it anyway.
0: But the the problem is, is sometimes that it's, it a, is. it's it's encroaching on this whole idea. It's private yeah. controls of speech, and this is this is honestly. I mean, look, Facebook, they're a private company, they can do what they want, but the, the, what's going to happen is you step, you go off the reservation, and as I said before, your whole life online is now controlled by four or five companies. If you, if, if you piss them, you can say the wrong thing and piss all of them off, and then you're done. You're over. That's it.
1: Yeah, that's why the uh, United States should start their own social citizen program. That way we get accurate ratings. We don't have to wait for some private company. To give us some negative ratings. ratings. on what? Our, our social standing. Oh.
0: I mean, China has a network. Exactly. That That's people. what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. That's Down what there, I'm talking Q about. rating.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Me- meow meow beans, man. Oh. Meow meow beans.
0: Well, how about this? Um, based on... Here's a new report. Oh, excuse me. Uses a... Um, It argues that research based on surveys or tracking data is insufficient for understanding how people navigate the news environment and what drives their interests. The key finding here is that people find stories relevant that affect them personally and help them connect to others and and express substantial civic interest even as some avoid traditional political news. Who paid for this study? This came from... uh, Who paid for this study? Google Digital News.
1: They should have given that money to anyone. Senior they could have told the research
0: that. fellow. This is from the uh, the Reuters Institute. I hate
1: it's those studies.
0: What a waste of time! Of yes, people will pay attention to something that they find what personally relevant. What a waste
1: relevant. of time! Yeah, people are interested in what they're interested in. They're
0: interested in themselves.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. Right. It, or what affects their their life specifically? Right. Yeah.
0: Yes. Um.
1: All right. Well. I get I guess I guess guess, guess we didn't need to give you give them that grant stating the obvious. Why did we give them that grant? You you seem to know it.
0: I don't I I don't know. Let's see how many pages this PDF is. That might be why. It's a digital news project from February 2019. What do readers really want to read about? How relevance works for news audiences by Reuters and the University of Oxford. Uh it is many pages, but not all of them are down to the bottom. Uh there's a couple graphs in here. It looks like it's what 50 pages? It's thirty-four pages. What a waste pages. of time! And this is a whole. I, book. I don't understand. Hold on, that's a, that's a bibliography. There's it's like thirty pages references. Okay, it's thirty pages. I mean, I mean, maybe it's not always
1: it, it's not a waste of time because well, if, the, mean, if, if the result was uh, contrary to what is common sense, that would have been interesting. But it's not.
0: And there's no way to do no until you do the study. Uh, yeah.
1: So, sure. so yeah, I'll, I'll give them some credit. Some credit. If,
0: it's I mean, but it's it, it oh, is stating the obvious. Yeah. Uh how about this? Uh uh we have our our lovely president loves to talk about the failing New York Times. There's some another uh newspaper that's actually much worse than them. It's a Los Angeles Times. And uh the Los Angeles Times are doing something uh I think unprecedented in the in the generally failing newspaper industry, which is that they're increasing their intellectual property ownership rights on their journalists, as in the journalists have a book idea related to their work, even if fictional. The company, the Los Angeles Times, wants unfettered power to claim control over whether it gets written, who owns the copyright, and who might get paid for it. The Times also wants to claim the film rights of such books, even if the company grants permission for the book to be written on unpaid leave or for an outside publisher. No other newspaper has contract language as strict, not the New York Times, the Washington Post, or the Wall Street Journal. This is especially inappropriate coming as it does from the L.A. Times, which runs hi- the highly popular L.A. Times Festival of Books and has a proud history of employing journalists who have made civic- significant contributions to the literary community while sounding like Valley Girls.
1: That's one way to increase revenue? Yes, yes. The
0: company has additionally asserted the rights to use employees' names, likenesses, biographical information, etc. Oh, wow. Without requiring any consent from the employees for for any creative project it chooses to pursue while obligating them to participate in its development. Oh,
1: wow. So if you get famous while you're there, they can abuse the crap out of it.
0: Yes, they can. Eh? Because they need money. Because no one's reading the newspaper anymore. And the LA Times always sucked. And I only know that. Because I'm I'm re-listening to a uh, a radio show from Los Angeles from almost 20 years ago. And uh, they constantly complain about how bad the LA Times is. And that was fun. That was then. It's only getting worse. So, yeah. Anyway, speaking also of the LA Times, this might be one of the reasons why nobody is reading their paper. How a popular YouTube activist got shot outside of an LA synagogue. This person, if you watch the video, I don't understand... There's a lot of questions to be asked. It's a very tenuous situation. But don't loiter, A. Don't provoke people, B. Don't use your identity as a shield. This person is trans and person is said with an X instead of an O. And uh, that's what was going on. This YouTuber, this they call a YouTube activist, they say. A First Amendment activist is standing outside of these buildings that are on high alert for any sort of... Outside behavior, behavior outside of the norm, and they're filming, and they're just f- recording stuff for no reason. Sorry, a First Amendment auditor. What? Yes, I am a First Amendment auditor because I take twenty minutes out of every show talking about. Oh how my god! Speeches are voting.
1: That's a that I, I like that though. That's an interesting she, way to word it.
0: Yes, she is a like self-proclaimed. That. First Amendment I auditor. Like I like that. A phenomenon that started in the last two years.
1: I'm gonna call people pieces of shit, and then if they get mad, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be like, "No, I'm just auditing the First Amendment." Yeah. Man. Calm down. Calm down. Don't worry.
0: Uh, be careful. The audits usually inc- involve people provoking police or others near sensitive locations oh. who might challenge their right to assemble or film in a public space. Oh. Don't loiter in public places. Come on. This isn't a public place. It's a private. I'm sorry. Don't loiter outside private property. Oh, yeah. It's 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 beyond it's 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 beyond stupid. It's 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 and I'm a provocateur. It's trying to cause it's trying to cause unrest in a in a community, whether they're Jewish or whether they're Muslim, whether they're gay, whether they're trans, whether they're whatever, whether they're black. They're trying to everything. Everyone's on edge right now. Don't do this type of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the video starts with, this guy said that if I move, he's going to shoot me. Oh, no, you said you're going to shoot me. No, you said you're going sh- you to shoot me. And he, she's just standing there. And then the guy's like moving side to side. And he looks severely agitated. And he fires a warning shot. You can't see her get shot. And then she goes, ow. Oh, no, it hit my leg. And the guy's like, I didn't shoot you. And, he goes, and then she goes, no, no, you shot my leg. Ow. And then she runs away. How can you run away after being shot in the leg while taping? I don't believe this. Well,
1: I mean, I I think they can run away. But that's
0: that's a, okay. Well, yeah. whatever. Uh, she also late last year posted a video from outside the Islamic Center of Southern California in Koreatown. It's an interesting juxtaposition of cultures. Uh, which received a phone threat for, about a shooting in 2016 from a man later found to have a cache of weapons when he was captured by the LAPD. She was pepper sprayed by the security guard. So, I, she, yeah. this is, look, I might be one kind of provocateur. This is much worse. This is much worse.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're proactively doing things,
0: I, I, I mean. And then say, oh, what do you have against trans people? I'm not, Transphobic? I'm not, yeah. No, you're, be, you know, anybody, don't use your identity as a shield. Anybody can be uh, a douchebag.
1: I mean, got it on them for putting effort towards something. I guess I don't know. I don't know. They got what a this, lot of views. Yeah, I don't and know sympathy. what to say. Like, you, if that's what you want to do with your life, all right. But look, if I went into bad areas and then got beat up, like I wouldn't be surprised.
0: What? Yeah, no. If you no no if you went into bad areas and provoked people to beat you up and then come yeah, oh and then, yeah it's while like those, recording them, you know it's like go, those, oh my god this is assault what are you doing. Yeah,
1: it's like those prank videos on YouTube, where like sometimes they go into bad areas and then they like try to Something steal really bad some. Happens, yeah, then, yeah, they try to do crap and then they get beat up. Whether or not that actually happened, I don't know. But yes. yeah. Oh, what a surprise!
0: I know. Maybe she took the the adage "be gay, do crimes" too seriously. I don't know. Uh, her account is called Furry Potato, which sounds disgusting, um, and I hope that's not a euphemism. And has nearly eighteen thousand subscribers. That's as much as you need to become a top tier YouTube personality. Which I don't know why people are trying to get YouTubers pretending like they're any sort of professionals. This is what a professional quote unquote YouTuber does. That's not talent. And some of these YouTubers cost more money than network talent. Why? So they walk around with phone cameras, provoking people to getting in, them into trouble. Oh, it's it's maddening.
1: Anyway, I have no more comments. Please. I'm sorry.
0: I just, you know, I just, it it really, uh, it really just goes back to... You know what
3: really grinds my gears? Nobody's come up with a new priest and a rabbi joke in like 30 years, you know? I mean, okay, uh, uh, a priest and a rabbi go go into the supermarket, and uh, the priest wants to buy a ham, and the rabbi says, I can't eat it. It's forbidden. Couldn't eat it. Not allowed. Pigs are like superheroes to them. Is it perfect? No. But I don't see you coming up with anything. And that, people, is what grinds my gears. Tom? You know what really grinds my gears? This Lindsay Lohan. eh? Lindsay Lohan with all those little outfits, jumping around there on stage, half naked with with your little outfits, you know? You're uh, you're up there jumping around and I'm just sitting here with my beer. So, you know, what am I supposed to do? What do, what do what do you want? You know, are we going to go out? Is that what you're trying to why why are you leaping around there throwing those things all up and uh, over there in my face? Huh? What do you want, Lindsay? Tell me what you want. Well, I'll tell you what you want. You want nothing. You want nothing. All right? Because we all know that no woman anywhere wants to have sex with anyone. And, and to titillate us with any thoughts otherwise is, 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 is just bogus. You know what really grinds my gears? People in the 19th century. Why don't they get with the freaking program? It's called an automobile, folks. It's much faster than a horse. Oh. Well, it appears I've been fired. Well, as long as I'm no longer working here, let me tell you something. You know what really grinds my gears? You, America. Fuck you, Diane.
0: Well, sorry for that bit of profanity, but Wayne is uh, in the bathroom. There's a chance he could probably hear me while he's in the bathroom talking about how much, I don't know, trying to stall for time. It's, you know, it's a lot harder to stall for time when there's not two people doing the show. It's just me and Wayne, and usually, like, if I have to go run to the bathroom, I can tell two people, oh, let me, you know, you guys can kibitz for a while, uh, and I just, it's it's hard just, you know, when he's leaving, and who the hell knows what he's doing? Um, I mean, if he, he might be murdering my toilet. I don't know. I don't know. He's taking way too long, and I, I don't know how much longer I can stall without just complaining some more, but that doesn't sound very good, does it, when it's just myself? No, I don't think I don't think so. Um, and also, that grinds my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? It's like a twenty-year-old joke now. Maybe fifteen years old. That came from what? Two thousand five? No idea. I have no nobody's idea come up it, with a- wh- wh- when this when this actually came out. Anyway, oh hi. Hey, welcome back. I was I was stalling oh. for time. I was I, I I'm sorry, Wayne. Uh, I hope I didn't. I hope you didn't have too much of a hard time in the bathroom.
1: Hey, did you know coffee is a dirt relic?
0: <laughs> oh, At least you didn't say laxative.
2: Um uh, <laughs> I was yeah,
0: just remarking on how much harder it is to uh to stall for time when it's just it just you know, the two of us. There's not a third person that you can kind of bounce off of like we did the last few weeks. Yeah, but if you talk shit about the other hey, person You gotta watch I'm sorry. with the
1: profanity. Come on. If you talk crap about the other person,
0: well, I, I didn't. I just said that you were probably just murdering my toilet. Oh, but if you, okay, which I I did clean. Before yeah, but you you, came you, you, in, could, you so I could go you, for
1: it. You could kill some time doing that.
0: I did. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, uh, yeah. One one last uh, bit of media news before we get into uh, uh, our something that's civically relevant. Uh, Univision. Speaking of a Spanish language media company, uh, they're actually Univision and HBO are not. They're still not on Dish Network, which is a satellite company that I do not didn't realize still existed. But uh, it's funny because the Wall Street Journal article that was taught that was written about both Univision and HBO, separate companies, being blacked out for two different, for, I guess, revenue negotiations. Uh, which is a pretty standard tactic between cable operators and, and and television networks uh from time to time but the article that was written just said like it said and Univision just like in the uh, on the sideline it was like it started it had the Univision and HBO in the headline but then the whole article was just about HBO and and it was like oh yeah Univision also so uh it's like <laughs> it's like it's like kind of like Paul and Linda McCartney you know that a really talented like oh my and and then linda she's just there uh, on the side who's you know and then she died uh
1: are there a lot of dish sc- subscribers i don't know i mean i i think there's a need for isn't, some people cuz i mean satellite isn't right? satellite
0: on the decline
1: i i don't know what i would imagine rural areas
0: that's your only option you know my dad actually you're right he's living in the in the sticks in the deep south now oh, i don't know jeez that's another story uh and uh he I think needs satellite because he they, they don't there's no there's nothing. He doesn't even have a landline telephone out there. Right. So um they have about well, let's see the revenue is down fourteen point three nine billion. I yeah. don't know how
1: many subscribers. I, I would imagine it's a really 14.7
0: million television subscribers. That's not insignificant. And five hundred eighty thousand no. people in the US still use them for satellite internet. Jeez. Okay. I, can you even watch video on satellite internet is that i I thought it was like two hundred and fifty six k a second
1: yeah, that I mean, sounds about right I, I mean maybe
0: that's back what it was in two thousand
1: I have no idea anyway
0: um yeah, so there's there's that and and um, I don't know it's just interesting to th- to see how these how these media companies are battling it out as there's a giant oh almost every media company is in a bad way right now, um yeah. It, and and they're all consolidating even more, so i don't I don't even know uh Univision they had a really bad last year after um losing the world cup al which I mean, how do you do that, which um I asked people about, and never mind anyway um yeah. and uh <laughs> yep, they had every world cup since uh, 1990 and they lost the next three of them to Comcast, who owns Telemundo if you look at i mean by the way com- there's definitely a real push with telemundo and and, and relevant millennial based content because the ads that you see for Telemundo are all about that. It's like some show about some Lat- Latina or some La- some other other person who's young and hip and doing cool things. And Univision's ads are just about the news. Las Noticias. And what else? Well, we don't have the World Cup anymore. Okay. Yeah,
1: but, I mean, everyone's fighting over a live sports because that's
0: the only thing that retains viewership. Especially when you talk about the World Cup, which is the biggest sporting event right. in the world. But... Anyway, it's another story. Um, but Univision, um, much like another another media company, uh, Discovery, bought a giant, a smaller media company last year, Scripps, which is much. I think both of them are much bigger than Univision. Univision did something similar last year. Uh, they bought uh, Gawker Media, or and they or all. The oh, really? They bought the Gizmodo stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, that's interesting.
0: So like, they, so like Gizmodo, uh, Lifehacker, all oh. of that stuff. They also had um, the uh, Why? A, a steak and the onion. And uh, they already owned the root, which I didn't know. And then Fusion TV was also a venture between uh, Univision and Disney. So all of those different brands are deflating. Yeah, they're all deflating.
1: They're like blogs.
0: Yes, Jezebel—that's another one. <laughs> they're, they're, Jezebel, which monetizes misogyny, that's owned by Univision. They're, they're not they're valuable modern. material themselves. I know. So and uh, these properties have depreciated, as in they're not as worth—they're not worth as much as when Univision bought them. And uh, I know they went through a restructuring last year, and the, and the, and they're just losing a lot of money. Um, and I, I'm I I I'm sorry. I feel sad for them. They're great people. It's a good company. And if I lived in Miami, I would probably work for them. But but you know,
1: I mean, I I don't know who reads any of that stuff.
0: People who are over the age of forty five.
1: Well, oh. yeah.
0: I mean, I'm serious. Like, Univision's business... model, Univision spent 20 years syndicating Mexican television programs to South Florida and other parts of Latin America and from Televisa. And they built their whole empire on redistribution. And they didn't invest in original content other than news.
1: I I mean, I don't know what they do for market research, but, like... I don't know. It it can't be, like, a decade behind.
0: No. They just got a new CEO and uh, uh, Vincent Sadusky. He started last year. Um, And they're trying to they need to make it's it, that like they need to transition more into digital media and millennial focused content but they're still stuck with this news s- news which nobody is watching Univision's news because most millennials are bilingual so they'll just watch whatever other news especially if it's relating to something that's happening in in the US and not Latin America speaking of local news why don't we take a right turn into our bum, bum, New York bum, bum, where we take a look at our five boroughs. First up, the L train's not operating this weekend for the next, and for the next, I guess, seventy-five weekends. Start that fun? The news. I mean, you
1: know my thoughts on the L train. Yes. Uh, if you read Gothamist, they're always talking about the L train too. Uh, there was a smell.
0: Oh, I, I actually remember that.
1: Yeah, there's a, there a weird smell t- on t- the L People train.
0: got asthma attack when they were going uh, to work one day.
1: Uh, the whole thing
0: it smelled like burning uh, silicon. That's never a good smell when you're on a train.
1: I, I think the, the ceiling fell down in there's one a of the water stations. Main break. Yeah, or something.
0: Uh, it was the, there was a massive water main break. I think we talked about this. Um, like the, a few days after Cuomo went down into the Canarsie tunnel to say, "Oh, it's not that bad," and then that thing happened, rupture sending water all throughout this tunnel, making it even worse. Yeah. But uh, one of the things they've talked about doing While the L train is fully shut down uh, Which is going to happen in April they say Is that they want to turn 14th street Which is in Manhattan That's what the L runs under uh, They want to turn it into a bus only and a, a bus, bike, and pedestrian only street No cars So because the L won't even run in Manhattan For some reason uh, And so they'll have free shuttle buses That just go up and down Or east and west 14th street All the yeah. way back uh, and and I, then no cars to help with the bandwidth problem because you can't just add buses to an already congested street and expect them to get anywhere.
1: It, I mean, it's kind of bizarre. Like, I I don't like the focus on the L, but it's also this is a train that has uh, maybe one alternative. If it, but it's not the same line. You have to go out of the way to take it, right? right. Uh, but this is the only line, and it's and it's a line that is supposedly the most on time (laughs) out of everything in the MTA uh, it's crazy and then that this one line has all these problems still
0: well it's the classic example of bureaucracy impeding progress as in there's no interest in the MTA the MTA has no interest or the unions that work for the MTA have no interest in finishing the work and finishing the work properly Their, their interest is to keep people employed and to keep work ongoing as in patching up problems rather than doing the harder thing to fix them and that's exactly what we're going to do here again uh with this L train it's going to be shot and I think the way that this looks like is they're going to it's going to be closed for the same amount of time but it's not going to be the work that really needs to be done it's going to be patchwork done and then it's not going to be when they when they open it again that you're still going to be slow going through the tunnel and it's probably going to be really noisy and they're going to say oh you know it's 100 years old what can you do well, you were supposed to redo the whole tunnel. Yeah, but that was going to take too much time and money.
1: Yeah, but oh, you're talking about Cuomo solution. I'm talking
0: about, no, I'm talking about that the MTA. They've. I mean, the tunnel is 100 years old, but they haven't done the necessary maintenance on it. And right. they're just doing they're just doing patchwork for but, 100 years. Oh yeah, but that's
1: and, what the shutdown was for.
0: I know well, the shutdown, and the shutdown's only happening because of Sandy. If Sandy didn't happen, they used to be, <laughs> be patching that. Yeah,
1: uh, true. I yes, that's still true.
0: So. That's why I, th- I I really but am not... but
1: that's not happening now because no it... but
0: actually what is going to happen now is that L, uh, when before the L train shuts down completely the MTA is going to start ending L train service around eight p.m. on weeknights so it can get work set up for overnight construction
1: yeah okay that's I mean...
0: happening before the shutdown
1: yeah but they've been doing that kind of anyway well recently. they've been
0: doing it at ten forty five they haven't yeah. been doing it at eight it's no. a little it's a little, a little earlier that... so. There's a, big, there's a big difference between 8 and 10 1045 um, Anyway uh, Speaking of the MTA or the New York Transit Authority Which are not the same thing Or are they? One so the other? I guess not No because the MTA is owned by the state So a lawsuit has been filed against the New York City uh, Transit Authority Alleging that the agency is enforcing judgments Against riders for decades old infractions Because they need money And seizing their tax refunds without their knowledge the MTA is acting as a cop, prosecutor, judge, jury and debt collector all at once. They're issuing these tickets, they're enforcing the judgments, they go after people for money, but they're not telling people what they're about. Said Susan Shin of the New Economy Project, one of four organizations that brought the lawsuit arguing due process violations. David Evans, a plaintiff in the case said, uh, plaintiff in the case, said his tax refunds were seized for violations more than a decade more, uh, more than a decade old despite no records of tickets. He said his state tax returns have been deducted for years and that he owes more than $1,900 at this time.
1: What the? I don't know what the hell this is about. But they got a ticket years ago and they're still getting, they're still paying for it?
0: I guess maybe there's no statute of limitations on, uh, on, on traffic tickets.
1: Okay. I don't know.
0: Uh, and he, uh, the sum was previously $2,700 for tickets going back over 20 years. Maybe that's it There's no statute of limitations to somebody said Alright, margin call Let's get everybody's. Doesn't matter if they move to South Florida <laughs> Let's, get Let's get their money I mean, they owe, they owe it Yeah I guess if you don't pay your ticket Or argue it in court Then like you, can, you kind of do owe it But how, how do they collect? They take it from your tax refund Because they know that the state has to pay it Okay And the state owns the MTA So they can kind of just do that um, Here's something positive uh, two New York City council members will introduce renter-friendly legislation that caps brokers' fees at one month's rent, and also works to and also allows tenants to pay out security deposits rather than having them uh, delivered in one lump sum. You know, to allow more people to live.
1: Brokers who are taking more than one month's rent.
0: Well, they were taking twelve to fifteen percent of the yearly rent, but because that skyrocketed, oh. you'll end up paying. $5,000 in a broker's fee, another 2500 oh for a security deposit. The, oh, my the, God. It could honestly cost you close to $10,000 to get into an apartment these days in gentrified Brooklyn.
1: Welcome to New York, everyone. Yeah,
0: and this is Brooklyn. Remember when people said, wow. like, nobody lived here and everyone was just living in Manhattan? You could just take a bridge and have a nice, easy, middle-class life. Not anymore. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It's already a standard by the way uh curving security deposits at one month's rent some oh that's what it was uh some landlords had also increased the number of months for the security deposit for potentially problematic tenants, but then it, they also never give them back so it's it's a it's a bad situation that hopefully they're trying to fix. read your lease, yes, but you know this is another episode of collusion because everyone i mean. Look around you, all the buildings around here are, are over over 2,000 dollars a month for a 700 square foot apartment. Yeah. And, they, and they look around they're like, "Well, everyone else is doing it. How about we try 25?" And then, the, and then that sells out. and then everybody else goes, "Oh my God, we could get 25 instead of two. Let's, let's bump it up." And it just keeps going. And then they learn to collude against each other. And that's how this and then it costs 10,000 dollars to get into an apartment So uh, I, I hope that this helps. But I'm not moving anytime soon. Unless my rent goes up. Um,
1: if the demand is there, that's what they'll keep doing. Well,
0: people keep moving here and, and the coping demand with is the there. rent.
1: And the demand is there.
0: But the, I, 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 don't, I don't know what the tipping point is or the equilibrium point is between the supply and demand and the price to get people to stop renting. Because I'll just live in progressively worse places.
1: It doesn't matter as long as there's jobs.
0: I guess. Speaking of jobs, uh, we lost the potential for a lot of jobs in an even more in a very yeah, Actually, I'd say an even more gentrified neighborhood than Brooklyn,
1: Long Island City. Is it? I mean, it is gentrified, but it's also it is for Queens. At it's least. it's we. I mean, it's weird. It's different.
0: It is. It's. I call it the Williamsburg of Queens. It, it has that feel to it, especially by the river. really. Uh. Especially by the river, but once you get closer to Queensboro Plaza, it does have a different kind of look. Uh,
1: yeah, I think that's Astoria, or anything.
0: No, it's well, oh, that's that's true. Yeah, the Long Island is, City is, that is a little Long Island City, much like Williamsburg, it's the one stop into Manhattan.
1: Long Island City feels a lot more like Morgan, like that area. No,
0: because of all the new uh, high rises. And all these people, and they're yeah, more, more expensive there than, than yeah, here.
1: But that's what Morgan. Morgan feels like that, where everyone's just living in really expensive lawns and crap. But there's like are not factories. Yeah, but not new there's high-rise. nothing in the area. There's like n- there's like a few restaurants, but it's like pretty desolate in terms of offerings. It that, doesn't well. feel
0: like a neighborhood. Long Island City. It does uh, it, they've I mean, have you been by the waterfront recently?
1: No, I haven't, no I haven't I don't know.
0: Once they've added all those I, new I high probably,
1: rises? I was probably there two years ago, so maybe I'm my I mean, information's old.
0: I don't know. They have a nice they have yeah. a nice park by the right on the river. They have all I these don't. I mean it's not it's not bad, but it's there's also giant mounds of trash. Um anyway, Amazon has withdrawn its plans to bring half of its second North American headquarters to Long Island City. Okay. I'm not shedding a tear. I don't, I don't know anybody who is. I don't know. However, polls somehow show that 70% of New Yorkers support their plans, but I don't get it because it already costs $2,500 for a studio in Long Island City. I don't know. What are I'm, they going to do? I'm conflicted. And and, and uh, we gave them $3 billion while saying that we don't have money to fix well, potholes or subways or buses.
1: Uh, yeah, but the, the important part is that it's $3 billion in subsidies. So it would be uh, three billion dollars against like the income they would bring into the city. So it's money
0: taxes they would have to pay to the city.
1: But they, uh, yeah. But the counter argument is those taxes, like we, in its current state, we're not getting them, right? Because Amazon's not here. So we would get uh, whomever is now going to be in the spots, if anyone, right? Um, The building that Amazon, uh, so. Amazon was supposed to build out a building, but they were going to rent a floor in some building that J.P. Morgan and Chase was currently renting. Okay, but, but they that building uh, expedited J.P. Morgan leaving that building to account for Amazon requiring this floor, and then there was also a subtenant of J.P. And Morgan living, in, you know, renting that space. So now those people are gone or leaving. And that building's not going to, like, they're not going to get the rent, right? No one's going to live there now because Amazon's not going there. So uh, it's like w- if we were to get, get
0: down and build a mid-rise apartment, like boy.
1: how much? Yeah, I, it's I don't know the numbers, right? Like how much more income tax would we have gotten uh, if Amazon was here versus uh, what is going to happen now? W- whatever is going to happen now? I have no idea, right? Those numbers, I don't know. But that's what the subsidies were for. It wasn't this $3 billion that doesn't, like, it doesn't exist. It's against what they would have paid. So there is right, some reason. It says,
0: says 25,000 jobs and roughly $27 yeah, billion in tax uh, so uh, Yeah, so, so we would net we would net a profit.
1: Yeah, if we're saying, like, oh, yeah, we would have gotten $27 billion in more taxes. But then it's still not that clear cut, right? Because New York City pays its taxes to the state. And then the state redistributes the taxes however the hell they feel like, right? Right. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons we have uh, this MTA problem.
0: also, well, yeah, uh, uh, yes, because especially with the MTA, Cuomo has taken money that was supposed to go to the MTA and given them to ski logs upstate because it it was 50 degrees. Yeah, when
1: when they prioritize, like, fixing, like, a Metro North platform upstate, right, spend millions of dollars on it, it's like, oh, yeah, well, you, you took this away from something else, right? That's how budgets work. Um,
0: but that's also assuming that Amazon is actually going to pay $27 billion yeah. in tax revenue. You know, Verizon yeah, uh, true. doesn't pay anything in taxes. And they're yeah. also right here in the yeah. York.
1: I believe Amazon doesn't pay federal taxes because they're taking a loss or right. something so like that. Right. So what makes yeah. you?
0: What makes them think yeah. that they would do this? They'd run the state business yeah. in a way that they'd have to pay $27 dollars to. Yeah, to I think city.
1: I think it's hard. I don't because I don't know the answer. Right. Like uh, in terms of actual numbers or what the reality is. Right. Because it's so ske- like this is the problem. It's so skewed. Like where where are the actual like experts, the accountants, and everything to tell us. Hey this definitively would have been the number right because we don't there are people who don't even know that 3 billion is a, a number that doesn't exist it's not well, so money in your th- That right, number right. doesn't exist right either. the number how do you know
0: 25,000 right. drops right. over the next decade and up to 40,000 right
1: like, like like give us give us some give us a, a spreadsheet with a, some like confidence num- like percentages but those right? are like all I, fake I have no too. idea
0: so that doesn't mean anything
1: it does mean something because it's more like how likely we are to perceive something to happen.
0: I, I it's, it's difficult
1: because it's also always going to be, how optimistic are you? How pessimistic are you, right? If you're pessimistic, you're like, they ain't going to pay anything. So we're, we just like cut them $3 billion for no reason, right?
0: Right, exactly. That's uh, exactly what yeah. I'm thinking.
1: So it, it's really tough. It, I, I, it's really hard. It sucks, uh, but it's also good.
0: But like uh, I said, knows? it already costs $2,500 for a studio apartment where you can still hear the trains go in and out of Queensborough Plaza. Uh, so what well, is that going to do? Yeah, Long well, Island city is like the gyre of gentrification is not going to stop because they left and it would only get much deeper and more intense had they come. I don't care. I have no idea. I, I don't care. By yeah. the way, uh, speaking about trains, um, really quickly, this isn't, this isn't about New York, but, uh, it is about, uh, another giant country that, um, recently debuted its first high speed rail. It's India. And, uh, the first, <laughs> yeah, their, their, uh, first high speed train broke down. On its first yeah. trip, uh, the Vande Bharat Express was running, returning to the capital, Delhi, from the city of Varansai, Varansi, Var, Var, Varanasi oh, whatever. after its first outing when brakes in a carriage reportedly jammed. You don't want brakes to jam when your train is going 110 miles an hour.
1: Sounds like low-bid contract work.
0: Yes, even though you think high-speed rail is 110 miles an hour, that's what Amtrak does through New Jersey. Here's another one. Indian train travels 160 kilometers in wrong direction. Uh, India, Indian engineless train rolls back for miles. It's another one. Indian trains delayed to drunk station manager. These all came out in the last year.
1: I mean that sucks. The speed, I don't know. There's a lot more to it than if it's flat ground and terrain and average highs. I don't know.
0: Soon after the brakes failed, the drivers noticed smoke in the last four coaches and power was lost in all compartments. Nice.
1: I mean that's that's just depressing.
0: What is what is nice though is that I believe. Um. Well. Something. Uh, what, is, what is nice is that um, You know India They have their own railway gauge As in it's their, their own track width There's a, something called Standard gauge which I, which I think is like um, 1355 millimeters Or something like that um, It's uh, 1435 millimeters um, And What is it And in India they have their own gauge Which is very wide and so their trains look very wide, but all their new commuter rails and all the high speed rails are now using the standard gauge, which makes them more interoperable with other railways across the world. You know, like how you can just how Amtrak and New Jersey Transit yeah, and Metro yeah. North can all use well, the same all sa- san- standard, yeah. standard gauge stuff.
1: Oh um, wow! Yeah, who well, yeah, knew? If you follow standards, there are benefits.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, but these standards come out from nothing. They they just uh, you know before the standard gauge, the standard gauge was only really established, I think, in the late nineteenth century and just everyone's decided here's a good width for the railway, and we're just going to do it this way.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's how, isn't that how courts work? Someone makes a decision, then there's, there's precedent. Consensus. Yeah, I mean, so, someone has to make the decision. That's the fundamental part of it, right? And then if it's a standard, it's if we all follow it. That's true. That's true. Um, and if we decide to follow it, we all get the benefit of following, which is connecting to each other, um, buying used cars off re- eBay and <laughs> using it on our railways. Yes. Right? Um, Stealing them when they throw them in the the water in the <laughs> ocean for reefs. Just take them.
0: Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's not littering. Oh, it's going to be a reef. Yeah, sure. You just, it is. Yeah, you
1: just reuse them.
0: Sure it is. Okay. Well, why that's enough. That's enough local news. Why don't we complain about something else? My favorite company, of course, to complain about is Apple. With our Apple attack. We take a nice little boom on the company I just mentioned. First up, there's a key steal exploit. It was discovered and announced by security researcher Linus Hens, self-declared macOS and iOS fanboy who has a record of discovering other vulnerabilities. I don't care. Uh, he's a German computer. Uh, what is it? He's a member of a German cons- computer security team. Uh, and it's a key. It's a macOS keychain attack. The only way to comp- to protect it is to lock your login keychain with an extra password, which means that you need to then use your password every time you do almost anything. Um, which I've done, and in fact, like, Microsoft Word asks me, I'm not kidding, every 30 minutes for me to re-enter my keychain password for something stupid that it does. Um, but, but, you know, if you have sensitive information in your keychain, which the keychain manager does encrypt it, you, uh, it it is valuable to lock, to do it, have an extra password locking your macOS keychain. Um... It's the, this is the second big breach... Oh, also, the iCloud keychain is not affected, which is nice, but that makes sense because that's a completely separate service. Yes. Second. This is the second big breach in macOS keychain security, which also already suffered another serious vulnerability back in September 2017. Well, that's... Wait, that's, that's more than a year ago. So, um, that, appen- that opening was closed by Apple, but this one isn't yet. The reason? Hens is protesting Apple's lack of security bounties for macOS. Well, Apple awards offers rewards to people who find vulnerabilities in iOS. They don't offer the same program for macOS computers, and he thinks that's dumb and unfair. So he found this hack, and he's telling everybody that Good. exists.
1: Good. I mean, they don't obviously don't care about the MacBook anymore. That OS is yeah. like they're breaking changes all the time.
0: Well, they could make it. They don't have to make another computer. They could just keep selling the phones and the iPads, and it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, Back to iOS A lot of iOS apps had a sort of uh, User behavior tracking So they can capture an entire session That you did inside of an app and save it for Debugging or analytics purposes And Apple is telling these uh, Some of them are popular apps like Expedia or Hotwire Or something else um, That that, That's too intrusive And uh, they, they said that they want to protect More of user privacy so they're telling them to remove This tracking interesting high that, profile sorry
1: yeah that is interesting
0: abercrombie and fitch hotels.com air canada hollister expedia and singapore air all are, are using what's called glass box so it does exactly what i said it, it records everything that you do and it allows you to replay it probably in a simulator or on a video later
1: it sounds like apple's making a lot of uh, changes we should to be privacy. the only
0: people to do that yeah
1: but so if you're developing for apple that means you need to uh or on the more privacy-respecting side, right?
0: Yeah, but um, that—that
1: uh, uh, that was, was my just your phone. My phone fell on the floor. It's okay. Oh, that's great. I hope you didn't crash uh, it. It's a—it's a cheap Xiaomi Redmi Note uh, four or something. I got oh. it for hundred and fifty dollars.
0: Not bad. It's really How much cheap. Does it cost to replace the
1: screen? I don't know. It's hundred and fifty dollars. Just a new phone.
0: <laughs> yes, um. Here's, here's something. Two uh, zero-day vulnerabilities in iOS 12 that were recently patched in a new update that came out recently, 12.1.4. Uh, it's unclear what, under what circumstances the vulnerabilities were used, but one exploit involved the iOS Foundation component and a memory corruption issue that could allow an app to, quote, gain elevated privileges on an iPhone 5 and later, iPad Air or later, an iPod Touch 6G or later. Uh, and the second vulnerability potentially allowed for kernel privileges and affected the same devices, which is mostly everybody's iPhone.
1: Okay, don't download stupid apps.
0: Don't download stupid apps. Uh but 12.1.4 should don't download apps. Fix it. Um Yes. Okay. Um let's see. Uh here's an attack by Italy. Uh the uh uh the Autorite Garante della Con- uh, Concorrenza a del Mercato. Sorry for the accent. Is Italy's official authority on marketing and advertising issues, Uh, and they sued Apple uh, and actually Samsung of pressing users to upgrade or update software without acknowledging that this adversely affects the performance of their phones. It now requires Apple's Italian site to display a notice to the to this effect on the homepage.
1: Holy fuck! All right, oh sorry, that's uh, that that's that's a loaded issue, right? Because if a software update affect performance because there are more features then what do i do now
0: well remember what happened was apple included code that would re- that would restrict the processing power on your phone if the battery was below a certain health level and that was included in that was included in one update which i think was in ios uh, 12 and if you didn't update to ios 12 and you stayed on 11 then I mean, you didn't get that speed uh that speed decrease however yeah. Uh, yeah. Me, wait. However, your phone would just turn off when it used too much power. Yeah, yeah. So they tried to stop that from happening. Right. I'm going to sue Apple cuz my 18-month phone turns off whenever I have 10 apps running at the same time. Right. Okay, well we'll stop it from doing that. Well, now you're reducing the speed of my yeah. phone. That's illegal. Uh, I don't I mean there's no good answer.
1: No, there isn't.
0: But it's another way that yet another European agency yeah. is finding a way to shake the trees of an American tech company. Yeah, I, $11.4 million was the fine to Apple and only 5.7 to Samsung.
1: Yeah, but whatever. They're not. I mean,
0: I mean, just Trump's because you get fined, yeah. No, who what, knows what
1: the fine no, is? But what
0: I'm saying is just it, this, you know this is this comes in you know with 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 all the GDPR stuff from right. Brussels, like oh we can fine you a certain percentage right. of your revenue, uh, yeah. and it's all of these European bureaucracies trying I, to steal money, yeah, from I, American tech companies. Yeah,
1: we'll see once there is like what the final settlement is, right? I, I guess. who knows? Well,
0: it said they were paid in 2018.
1: Oh. I guess it doesn't matter to them, we know.
0: Yeah, uh, but
1: that's scary. Yes. that's scary for sure, right? Yeah. Because every country, fun. every like, how do you open up a business anymore? Then every country is starting to shake you down if you, once you start well, having money. That's why
0: money. there's only five companies, because you have to be yeah, a, right? a, a, a trillion dollar right. enterprise in order to survive all of this but, but then stuff.
1: You, yeah, but then you have to grow bigger than the government, right? You have to grow well, more Apple powerful. might
0: actually be bigger than a lot of right. these governments. But
1: you have to uh, grow in such a way that you don't ever have to respect them in any way, right? They have no power.
0: Right. like uh like higher, you know
1: Monsanto start your own military right the uh, apple apple uh the apple force that's actually yeah right apple we force we noticed you jailbroke yeah. your phone right then some small Get country out. in the EU or something they they try to see who you go what? oh really you
0: know how about this because Italy is, doesn't have money Greece doesn't have money no
1: one has money why
0: well, uh, germany has all the money oh that's true uh and england has some money but they have to give it uh, to brussels um unless they brexit but the thing is is that uh if italy doesn't have any money and they have vatican city why not give apple the opportunity to make another autonomous inch you know inception like country like a russian nesting egg inside they could just call it appleville appleton and uh you know and then they have their own little autonomous government in a 10 mile radius and they can do whatever they want and you have to go into the town to buy their electronics and then you're subject then they can do whatever they want how about that I, and they give the Italian government like, like, fifty billion dollars, and do it.
1: I think Apple has to publish a Bible first.
0: They do. Haven't you read the the user interface guidelines for Macintosh? Mac? <laughs> no, I haven't. Actually, that's not being followed anymore. That's also a pet peeve of mine. But uh, yes, uh, the last Apple attack, by the way, is an attack by two Chinese. Can I call them dissidents? Is that the right word to use? Um
1: are they dissident
0: I don't know what, what, what a do you dissident mean? act uh, so he, they dissented to Apple security policies which might make them a dissident uh Chen Ji J I Z H O N G okay uh and uh there's another guy um oh yeah Zhang Xil-Xilang, Xiaolang X I A O L A N G um they both ...stole a bunch of proprietary sensitive information from Apple's autonomous driving section, which is them dri- uh, creating a car without a steering wheel. and um,
1: Yeah, espionage.
0: W- right, and, and uh, they were nabbed by the FBI, um, and they were taking photos of a computer screen, they were taking schematics of, uh, with their phone and storing it on the cloud and then deleting it from their phone... Uh, one of them uh, says that it, says it's, uh, they loaded 2,000 files containing sensitive schematics and design details onto his personal laptop to an external hard drive, taken hundreds of pictures and other sensitive documents using his cell phone. Um, I mean,
1: I feel like if they were real spies, they they wouldn't have gotten caught. No, they taking, were doing it really badly. Yeah, like. You're taking a photo with your phone of a screen? Like inside it, Apple. Like even if you're a developer, I saw you do that, I'd be like, this guy's a dumbass, right? Like right. Well, what and is yeah. he doing? And There's then, a print you know, screen button.
0: You're you're technically not um, even allowed to put workplace proprietary yeah. information on your personal computer.
1: Right. And then if you're gonna do that, you might as well like have your own like Google Glass a more conspicuous version of that.
0: Yeah, uh, to look at your screen. There you go. That's then, a great idea. Yeah, like
1: are you like what kind of spy are you? I, I mean, anyway, these people
0: it, were uh, planning uh, to flee yeah. to China. In you July. guys want?
1: Yeah, if any country wants me to be a spy, hit, hit me up. Uh-huh. you know? like, give me give, we'll get some like uh, like go, golden uh, a golden eye devices. Go. Yeah, get some real. Well, that's spy what, in stuff. Fact,
0: that's that's what this article talks about. they were like you know this actually is a, is a, an old technique that was used a yeah, lot during the Cold War with these miniature yeah, cameras. Yeah, it's
1: real sad. It's real... Yeah, it's depressing.
0: And, uh, but they were about to... They uh, Like, do you want to...
1: Yeah, I don't want to work for any government that gives me that kind of outdated technology. It's like if you go to a company...
0: I don't think this was government supply. I think they were operating on their own. Oh, that makes sense. Because it says... That they uh, were planning to flee to China in 2018, and in both uh, cases, listen to this: the men were planning to start employment with Apple's Chinese competitors in the driverless car. Uh, market.
4: I see. There's
0: not even the government; uh, they're just trying to use Apple's secrets uh, yeah. for their competitors. But let me ask you this: I don't think Apple's autonomous vehicle uh, department is doing too well. Didn't they just fire everybody? I don't know. I don't, and I don't even think they need well, to be doing that. Well, they're way they, too broad. These well, things. maybe they're
1: done. You fired the. You're like, hey, I got a car that drives itself. Everybody's done. You're all fired. Yeah, that's well, like I don't what, need you anymore. Steve
0: Jobs did this project's done. Right? Remember Mobile Me? He <laughs> got he got it was in like it it, fit, it what became iCloud failed in 2006 or something like that, and Steve Jobs brought the whole team. Into the into the uh, like their 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 theater whatever they had, and he's like, "Why the f doesn't this work properly? I can't use the f in service." And these people are like, hey, "You know, we're trying really hard. There's a lot of issues." Like, I don't care. You're all fired. Get out of here. He actually did that, and now we have iCloud, which works marginally better. But that's that's the type of uh, per, uh, drive that you need, and the type of uh, 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 drive for quality, I guess.
1: I, I'm just thinking of a government tried to hire me as a spy and they gave me like no, no, no. a it's mini a, camera a, but it's not or dell i'd I be mean, like it's get no, out of here people
0: are doing it on their own to, to yeah. show
1: i mean well if i was a government i saw these guys these like amateur schmucks doing things like that i wouldn't hire them they There's, just seem yeah. incompetent
0: if the chinese government did I, this I, they would probably I, give I you higher. a macbook pro that yeah has I, I wouldn't hire the, the tracking in it
1: yeah i've seen mr robot they don't do it like that they're way better
0: yeah yeah, especially since the computers are made in China. Yeah. If the Chinese government were doing it, they could just make one that looks completely normal. Yeah,
1: they just go use your computer. We got this.
0: <laughs> Remember that article where it said all the, the chipsets we make are yeah, yeah. from
1: Bloomberg, from right?
0: Bloomberg. That, yeah, that uh, Tim Cook didn't like anyway. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. so that's that. That's uh,
1: I don't know. Where, where did they go to school, man? They they learned all China? the wrong things. Ah, yeah. I don't know what they're teaching them.
0: I don't know, uh, but. Uh, they uh, were filed, what is it, a uh, complaint was filed in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California. Wow. Okay, well, uh, Apple's investigation began J- January 11th after an alert co-worker reported that he was taking pictures in a restricted area of the company's driverless car division. Snitches get stitches, but that person, I guess, didn't. Um, yeah. I hope they don't try Someone's to... Someone's taking pictures in here.
1: I hope they don't try to give him a job or something. Like oh, the U.S. government's, like, oh, they know what they're doing with their crappy resolution he took an cameras. IPhone picture of a, yeah. have a laptop screen. Inside I really oh, yeah, hope, like, like, he must be uh, mission like, impossible. Yeah, I really hope not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and one, and, and by the way, uh, our our last episode, if you remember, was about exploits. And um, here's one exploit that we uh, didn't talk about. It's um, it's an, a USB cable that actually has malware in the cable itself. So it looks like a legitimate cable, uh but it actually because lightning cables have a little computer inside of the controller. It's actually like it's running some kind of very minimal kernel and stuff. You could actually put malicious software in it that loads onto the phone when the compute, when it's connected to the phone. And you'll never know.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: It's called USB OMG and it's just a cable.
1: Yeah, I mean, some of the USB cables you'll see, they have like this cylinder like structure, right? That's big enough for it, probably. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, the operating system detects the cable as part of an input device, so it gives it basically all the access it needs.
1: Cool. Wow.
0: Uh, yeah. And that's, it looks like, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. I,
1: yeah. If it's real, I mean, those cables are really small already. If you ever uh, stripped one of them, it's usually like, I think it's like, Three or four wires? Is it ground, uh, data, data plus minus, power? I think that's the. Those are four wires. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, hey, if you
0: get it down to that
1: size, no one will know anyway.
0: Yes, um, it looks like the USB icon is going to need a fourth tine, uh, perhaps ending in an image of a burglar because he's rigged an USB cable to allow remote attackers to attack via Wi-Fi. Oh. Yeah, I mean, once they get... Um, why bother USB drives when you can just use the cable? That's fantastic.
1: One, once they start printing transistors on uh, graphene, it was like a 2D carbon structure. Right. Yeah, okay. Then then it's going to be... Like, it's over. Like, who knows what, what st- the st- hell is going on?
0: Yeah. Well, look for that next yeah. second. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. right. Um, why don't we... Uh, oh, I didn't talk about uh, my Hackintosh upgrades. <laughs> That's right! I've spent the last few weeks upgrading my fake Macintosh computer. Last week I got a new graphics card, 8 gigabytes. just worked, didn't need new drivers this week. I added a new PCI Express NVMe solid-state drive. I can't remember what NVMe stands for, it's like NAND something, what is it?
1: Probably Virtual Memory something, No,
0: No, it's not Virtual Memory, uh, I don't think know. so. It's NVMe Express Non-Volatile Memory Host Controller uh. Interface Specification. Um. Yeah. So non-volatile memory express, and it runs over the PCI Express bus, which is nice because PCI Express is much faster than SATA, which is limited to six gigabits a second. However, well, first I should say this NVMe drive I bought because I bought a new SATA drive and I ran out of ports, and I didn't and I didn't think about that. I actually had six hard drives plugged in. And um, so I, fa- I realized that I had a port on the why motherboard. Have,
1: why do you have six hard drives plugged in? Because I
0: have a lot of uncompressed media oh my God, why you- to store, you know, like this podcast. Why don't you get a NAS or something? Uh, well, uh, anyway, um, the point is, is that I just, you know, you have these hard drives over time and this computer is a lot of space yeah, and yeah. I just kind of crammed them all in.
4: And, okay. Uh,
0: but now this new NVMe PCI SSD uh, took two of the SATA ports away. And so two of my hard drives, the hard drive, I plugged it in. It just worked, which is fantastic, and it's a lot faster than even the Samsung SSD over SATA. However, it took two of my hard drives away. I looked up the uh, the, 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 uh, manual for the motherboard. It's a gigabyte motherboard from 2015. And PCI Express NVMe is distinctly different from SATA-based NVMe. They're different form factors. It's a different plug. So you would think that the PCI mvme drives don't use the sata bus but somehow this one they did because that's why i took two of them away and in fact the read write speeds i get on this drive are about 770 megabytes a second or 6.1 gigs a second gigabits a second which is slower than what i would get if i actually if it were really pci express so it looks like i'm maxing out the sata bus because that's about the max speed of the sata controller six gigs okay you see what i'm saying so if I bought a new motherboard, then this drive might automatically give me 300 extra megabytes a second, 2.4 extra gigabits a second. Um,
1: I don't know what you're doing it requires all that speed. It
0: doesn't, but it's just more. Yeah. Like, and you buy a new hard drive for the yeah. first time in a couple of years, and it's a new adapter. Yeah, but I new... saw
1: SATA 3. I was like, oh, that's pretty good, 6 gigabits a second.
0: And you can only take advantage of that also when you're using an SSD, because hard drives, mechanical drives, only get 100 megabytes right, a second. They'll right. get under 1 gig. So
1: yeah, I don't know what you're
0: doing I'm, just, I'm matters. trying to move into the 21st century, but yeah, well, yeah. I ran I needed more space and I ran out of ports and I had to buy this drive and it's great but it's I had so what I ended up doing was I, I I combined three of my drives together I bought a six terabyte hard regular hard drive and I just combined three of my drives and now I have the same data and the six terabyte drive was under two hundred dollars and this Nvme drive was like uh, 250 I think why and it's one terabyte I don't uh, why? Because I have a ton. Like I said, I have a lot of media. I have some, oh, a lot of software. I have a lot of virtual machines. I have a lot of stuff. Compressed media, videos, audio, uncompressed. It's a lot of stuff I have. And every version of Windows combined with every version of Internet Explorer. You know how many terabytes oh, it takes my, up? Why? Because you can only run one yeah. version of Internet Explorer I, I, per I, version of Windows. Well, where,
1: where's the like cyber Marie condo? Where's <laughs> the digital one? Like you don't need that
0: stuff, but I do. My oh, God. I mean, I'll I, tell you why because someone has told me back when I was doing entirely freelance web design and I had to do my own QA, um, I would I would run into odd issues as in the same version of Internet Explorer would render differently on different versions of Windows. Yeah. The, so you'd say, oh, I checked it in IE8, it looks fine. I was why on Windows you just XP, pay for someone's browser like, oh, I'm on stacked. Vista. Because that's not. Don't they, Isn't that what they do? Our
2: it's the same thing, But
0: I have VMs. It's local. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway. Oh yeah. By the way, I also added a new fan. So now the computer is nice and cool. Which is I it was I hadn't done that in the three and a half years I've had this computer.
1: I feel I feel like it's trying to reinvent the wheel. What is? Trying to maintain it yourself. You're what trying is? to own uh, your data, all those VMs.
0: Well, I mean I don't have any sensitive data in the VM, it's oh, yeah. just the fact that if somebody says, I need I you know, I need you to see what it looks like yeah. on this version of Windows, this version of Internet Explorer, I can pull it up.
1: Yeah. And, or you just log in the browser stack. You have to pay for that. Okay. You had to pay for your drive. You
0: don't have to pay month. You don't have to pay monthly for them. Uh, how much are your
1: drives? You, they die
0: and uh, the six terabyte hard drive we is probably damaged. not going to die anytime soon. Hopefully, even oh, yeah, though it is yeah. pretty dense. Yeah, yeah. And the SSD I have, you know, read write cycles. Oh, this podcast is not being recorded to the SSD.
1: If, if you need cold storage, there are services for that. the Amazon know, Glacier. Deck. They do that, <laughs> but yeah, I, so, uh, I mean, they have really cheap cold storage too.
0: Like what? Like tapes?
1: No. Uh, yeah, yeah. But if you put, uh, if you upload it to like Amazon Glacier, it's like really cheap. Oh. And um, they'll just store it there. Yeah,
0: but then you need the internet to get it back. Okay. Do you not have the internet? I mean, what if one of the things that I'm storing is a boot image? Like, that's you, the okay, type of stuff you have to just think Just about.
1: Download it again. Just
0: download it again. What if you don't yeah. have the internet? Because you don't have any drivers. Because computer doesn't have any software. How many? Think of, Yeah.
1: You gonna only have one computer? I don't understand.
0: I, I, don't worry about
1: it. Yeah, download on your phone. <laughs> you, you can get no. AMIBS I can't on sync your phone. files
0: from my. I can't. I can't put sync an, an ISO image from my phone to my computer. I'm sure you can. If I jailbroke it, but then Apple would call the police on. Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm sorry. I have an iPhone. Yeah. Oh, I forgot.
0: <laughs> Fine. Um, anyway, so that's we're going on way too long. This we've already done like yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah. And we haven't even got into your pet peeves. I don't know which. They're coming up, Wayne. So why don't we take a quick break with... Eh. Say, friends, do you live in New York City? Well, if you do, Pneumonium has a beautiful new product for you. It's called Where Am I, your five-borough compass navigator to help you get anywhere from Staten Island to the Bronx. Simply go to I, that NYC and enable location services on your mobile device to find your nearest subway st- neighborhood borough and three subway stations to see close to you, ah, wherever you are. No ads, no tracking, just geospatial brilliance. That's Where Am I, brought to you by Pneumonium. Pneumonium, reinventing media daily.
1: Yeah, the music's too loud on that.
0: I'll make it lower in post. It's, always, it's hard to figure out the proper level of the music because it always sounds lower when you re- re- when we are recording the show then it sounds when you're listening to it back
1: oh i don't listen to it
0: what but l- oh and you were muted but luckily yeah. but i could i could fix both of those in post because we're using digital uh pro right. audio um yeah anyway i actually have to use the bathroom all right i'm going to uh, grab a beer why don't you you're going to have a beer all right why don't we then take another quick break thank so, you for being a nice ugh I said, hold on. I said, why don't we take another quick break? Thank you for being a friend.
4: Travel down the road and back again.
1: And if you threw a
4: party, it invited everyone you knew. You would see the biggest gift would be from me and the car.
0: It was the uh, theme song. You you know what that was, too? No. That's uh, one of my favorite shows from when I was a kid. Took place in South Florida, starring a bunch of old Yentas. It was Golden Girls. That's my South Florida. And then that doesn't exist anymore. All of them actually Betty White's still alive, but the rest of them are dead. You remember that? It had B. Arthur, Rune McClanahan, Betty White, Estelle Estelle Getty. Yeah, I sort of get it. She was a little. I sort of remember. Still, Getty reminds me of my mother. She was actually the same uh, age as B. Arthur, and uh, she just wore a wig to look older. She was supposed to be B. Arthur's mother. So, anyway, That's in their whole in their whole house had wood paneled everything. Like the fridge was wood paneled, their oven was wood paneled. It was such like early nineties style. Anyway,
1: remember sitcoms?
0: <laughs> remember when sitcoms were four oh cameras God. and had a laugh track? Oh, I know. <laughs> You know, what's actually funny is.
4: Um,
0: no. No. Um, what's actually funny is uh, that some people are still making new sitcoms like that, which I feel like is incredibly anachronistic. John Mullaney, he's a fantastic comic. Uh, he's, he's the reason why I can't be a stand up comedian. Uh, and um, he, he had a sitcom that why was. Why can't like, you be a stand up comedian? Because I would sound exactly like him and do the same material and whenever i whenever i listen to his specials i'm like that's just a much better version of what's been going on inside my head so i don't need to do it um anyway uh but he he had a he had a show that was supposed to be like the millennial seinfeld and it i was on fox and it was horrible because it was another four camera sitcom yeah. with you know with an audience and a laugh track that, that's in this decade All i right. can't i can't do it anymore
1: no you can't have a laugh track.
0: No, I mean, I'm sorry. Maybe a real studio audience, like they say, like, what does Chuck Laurie says with the, the Big Bang Theory? Sure, sure.
1: I mean, I don't consider any Chuck Laurie joint to be good, so.
0: No, they're not. But it's just like, so what did you do last night? Oh, I went on a date with my computer. Yeah, just, just like that. Thank you, uh, iPad. Audience, <coughs> I went on a date with my computer. Uh! I mean, it's really, it's, really, it's really that bad. Yeah, that's really bad. It's just like, oh, oh, oh my God, my neighbor, my neighbor has perky tits. Oh no, what do I do? I don't know. I'm sexually frustrated because I'm a geek. I, I like, I hate, I, it has such bad stereotypes about about geeks, about engineers, us, and we're not really like that, but that's what people still think and that monetizes really well and all the baby boomers love that show for some reason. I don't get it.
1: I mean maybe we're all assuming Nielsen ratings are correct.
0: Yes, well I'm probably I'm I'd like to think they're actually Wait. they're probably not correct at all anymore.
1: Wait, who who knows?
0: Well, you have to you need a box.
1: People always Well, say- I guess
0: you don't need a box anymore because they have everyone has a set top box who's cable and that they just send that data back.
1: Yeah, to if, home base. But those are reporting data directly to the cable company. Not no, I'm saying, I yeah, know no. What
0: I'm saying then the, then the cable company can just send it to Nielsen.
1: Right, but then why would they? They would just keep their own data
0: cuz Nielsen's probably paying them for the ratings. Yeah,
1: oh, okay. If that's the case,
0: sure. Yeah. Um okay, well this this is going to this is going to be a long show. It already is. Uh but Wayne, uh you know, like I like I said before, um we're two software developers we have different disciplines we've been coding for we have about 40 years worth of software development experience between us i believe even though we're both in our early 30s and don't have gray hair um yeah but i have dead eyes you have dead eyes yeah what does that mean
1: when you look into me look at my face you realize
0: like black holes in the sky on ukraine it's like
1: uh, it's like if you oh you know, uh that Republican Paul Ryan.
0: Ugh. He has dead eyes. Yeah, that's uh that's that's, that's, that's scary. I mean. That's like That's a, what I meant though. That's like a su- su- that's like a, a murderous serial killer. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, but it's like, oh, but mine ha- has been the crushing reality.
0: Oh, I'm of, just dead of, inside of, of the
1: industry and work.
0: I have a dead soul, how's that. Yeah, but sure. Why don't we talk about the things that piss us off? <laughs> So what's uh what really bothers you,
2: Wayne? Uh,
1: there, I mean, you got he got to give me a place to start.
0: Uh,
2: There's okay.
1: a lot. There
0: <laughs> is, there is. Um, uh, one second. Um, what? I'm, let's let's start with let's start with with uh, uh, let's start with with companies. I think companies are probably the biggest the the broadest. Uh, Area to start with, and you can drill down from there into services and libraries and people. And what, what, stuff.
1: what do you mean by companies? Like
0: you mean like Apple, uh, Google, h- how Facebook. they
1: generally treat developers and
0: things like that? How their, their business practices, their products, their services—what is it about? There's got to be a company, a tech company that really gets under your skin because of how they operate. Uh, a friend of mine really doesn't like uh, the Mongo people, and he yells at them all the time and, oh. about, about issues that uh, that are in there. Uh, oh yeah,
1: I hate. I mean, all right. So you create a database, you sell an idea, and then people start to realize that idea doesn't make sense, or there are.
0: Are you saying no sequel doesn't make sense?
1: Um, it makes sense, but there. There's existing technology that already fulfilled that idea. It's just which was what. Uh, I mean, there's not so the idea of uh, Mongo specifically is it's a document database. It's, you put JSON into a database, right? right?
0: And then you only get JSON back. It's um, not relational.
1: But there's nothing preventing you from doing that with any
0: SQL database. You you just have a text field for the JSON. Yeah, a
1: text field, or I mean, now they have. Uh, SQL databases that have JSON, JSON support, right? Oh, that's
0: nice. Yeah, so
1: or it, you could have even put that portion of the JSON into a separate text column, and then took the field. Well, that, I know, but the thing is, is yeah. that there's
0: got to be some kind of marginal offering that Mar- that Mongo has that's uh, better than whatever the, uh, you could do. I like, mean, that a sequence. lot
1: of this is hype beast driven. That's the thing, right? It's hype driven. It's and then you got these hype beasts, right? Like uh, the
0: Supreme Kids. Yes. Um, Where and does Supreme come from? I, you see, I see it everywhere. I don't know what that is. It sounds like I mean Tenacious D uses Supreme I, uh, a lot. The,
1: the, the, I mean Supreme the fashion.
0: Like is that a, is that a brand or is yeah that just, it's a brand? Like, is it, it's just a, oh it is yeah it's
1: a brand and their whole it's a clothing brand and their whole yeah their whole business prospect is they do limited supply drops of things and then they oh. never do them again. So people like. Oh, uh, Williamsburg, there was like a su- supreme pop up, and then there's a line out the door because people want to either buy it because it's a limited product, or people want to resell it because they know it's a limited product that right. other people want. So you have a self self-sustain- self sustaining ecosystem around it, right? And you try to they try to ride the wave as long as they can. Um, yeah, but, but that's but just...
0: so, so I didn't realize that uh, Supreme was actually a real thing, because I just kept seeing oh, no, that it's a logo real... everywhere. That oh, yeah,
1: no, it's a real thing. The yeah.
0: italicized white Futura on the red background.
1: Yeah, they stole their logo from someone else, and then... Well,
0: it's not really imaginative, it's Futura text that's italicized. It's yeah, not really they, a...
1: they, they, there was like a... Oh, mo- uh, yeah, they stole it from somewhere, and then they repurposed it. And well,
0: that's fine. I mean, South Park, uh, they they still remember. They remember they stole the like that Braniff airline commercial. They would always end the episodes with. It was like an airline from the '70s that didn't exist by the late '90s, and and but it was just anachronistic. So that's how they ended all the early episodes. Of oh, South really? Park.
1: If they didn't exist, then it doesn't matter. They either. didn't exist anymore. Yeah, but they Does stole they- it from artists who didn't die; or still around.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's not cool. That's I, like I don't re- I don't recall their the
1: name. Movie. So that shows you how that works. But Do You know the
0: Supreme people? The uh, Supremes? No, no, anyway. Uh-huh. Um okay, so Yeah, but uh, Okay, wait, so, so, so so okay, let's, let's, we, ca- we have we can't spend too much time on one yeah. thing because we're already it's going to be another 2-hour show. Um what? Yeah,
1: so, so yeah, I mean there's a reason they uh, your friend hates the Mongo people, right? It's like um I've given I've sold you on this idea. But selling uh, developers on an idea means that they're tying their internal ecosystem around this product, right? And, and now you a lot
0: ha- of people are happy to do it because of what you mentioned, the hype.
1: Yeah, and uh, you might have unrealistic expectations or limited knowledge about the item because you're tr- trying to accomplish this product. Yes. Um- and then you grow, and then you realize you start to hit some issues, and you go oh wow it costs like it um i can't like oh i have to hire people to maintain this right they have to understand how to uh migrate even the versions right yeah oh we can't affect our business while we're trying to upgrade mongo and things like that oh well
0: oracle has been turning the screws to MySQL.
1: i mean it's the same business model right it's is uh, it the same business model? Yeah, because uh, once you're tied into that ecosystem, they go, hey, let's offer you enterprise support. Now, Oracle is a much more malicious version of that model, right? It, right. They're, they're much more uh, like strict about licensing. They, like, If you report bugs about Java that are only found if you like decompile the language and figure it out, they, they'll sue you. Like, they'll penalize you for it, right? Like, it's kind of crazy. infringement, yeah. Like, it's kind of crazy. Or they'll do audits around all this stuff. Um, Mongo is a very similar idea. I mean, if you look at their stock, it's doing well for a reason. Like, all these ecosystems are tied around
0: it. Yes, and Mongo is one of these... There's a, a, a plethora of companies that are free, but they rely on this enterprise support
1: Yeah, for, if,
0: for money. And I don't know if that's a sustainable business model.
1: It, it, it is. I mean, it's the Oracle model. It's your data. How easy line, is all it to these, move off all of it? It's all of these
0: open source startup companies. Yeah, they how, rely on enterprise support and they can how, give it away. That's yeah. how Microsoft's even giving Windows away yeah. for the same reason.
1: Yeah, I mean, Red Hat. Right? Red Hat, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Uh, that's another one. Um, yeah, But it, in this is a lot more insidious because it's your data. It's your application relying on... Um, the data, right? And you can't easily migrate somewhere else. It requires a lot of effort depending upon how bad your services are.
0: And are you saying that because by virtue that like SQL is some kind of standard, it's easier to, to migrate between different it, SQL services? You know,
1: I mean, it's about the flexibility of what those services can do, right? Like, at some point, if someone um, what's the most common thing about uh, data is that some, biz- some marketing analyst or uh, will ask you, hey, how can I correlate this with something else? Right, and if you don't have SQL now, you have to do some like manual massaging. Like there, there are things that happen in normal business infrastructure that, where uh, you, you'll go, hey, Mon- having Mongo does not work. Having this the normalized data does not work.
0: Right, um, but it works really well for that that coding school yeah. assignment.
1: It's the same case with like uh, something like Amazon, like Di- Dynamo DB. So the same case. Because it, it, what people will go is, hey, you're storing this data. Um, I would really like to know like some usage information, right? <laughs> Analytics about what you're storing in there. And then uh, Amazon themselves, they go, oh, you can do that, but you have to read everything in this database and then put it into a real database, put it into Redshift <laughs> or something like that, uh, and then analyze it there. And it's just like, oh, wait, what? So, and... Uh, I don't disagree. There are certain cases where you absolutely need to do that, right? Um, There are a lot of cases if you have more developers than you have um, experience or or even, like, you have too many developers and you have a lot of traffic, right? Right. Um, That's a way to solve the problem because the the normalized databases are generally managed or error uh, protected by code, like application code. And that's typically not what you want. Out of a database, but um, there there are some trade offs that help, hmm. and that's like if you have more developers that can support it, it's more acceptable. Interesting. It's All a right, it's let's a weird, move yeah. Let's move
0: on to something else. Um, so, Mongo is both a company and an open source library that's that's very much used. Uh, what about okay? What about frameworks? A lot of seasoned developers usually have. Some, something to say about frameworks generally, not even like a specific framework, like like you know, Cake or Symfony for PHP, or, or or React or Angular for JavaScript. Uh, what what is your view on frameworks? Are you one of those people? I I think you need a framework. You think you need frameworks? Are you? Would you say they're a, nat, uh, a natural evolution of software development? I you need a common li- so. Well, I mean, it's okay. you already have a common language.
1: Yeah, uh, you have a common language, but the, you have choice, right? The, the whole problem with a lot of these languages is choice, the openness of choice. If you don't have a framework to have some opinions on what choices should be made, um, you're going to have a lot of conversations on, like, oh, is this the right choice? Is that the right choice? I mean, doing Golang, where... Um, there aren't, as far as I know, a lot of frameworks around. They give you a lot of choice. and
0: But it's a bare bones language so do you need a framework? You y- do some pretty complex y- stuff y- and go. Y- do yes. you need a framework? Uh,
1: you do because again, people, when faced with choice, there are a lot of decisions that need to be made, right? Okay, so fundamentally uh, when I write code, it's can this be accomplished by a library that already exists, right? Or do I have to write it myself?
0: It's the classic make-buy decision, right? It's everywhere in business. Um, and if you ha- but I'll, let me tell you this: on yeah. the flip side, I um, I I was uh, against. Uh, I, I I I'm a full stack person, but nobody uses the back end of my stack anymore, which is PHP. And um, what is it? Um, I I'd always had more of a preference to, towards doing front end work because I i like I like graphics and aesthetics and stuff. And so when I remember when jQuery came out. And I had hated it. I thought this was just script-kidding nonsense. These people don't really know JavaScript. And there were, especially around the end of the last decade, oh, it's two, 10 years ago now, 10 years ago, there were a lot of people who couldn't write some basic stuff in regular JavaScript because they relied so much on jQuery and on this, that's one end of the spectrum, and you know, and you realize how much core knowledge they lack because they rely. Their world is this one framework. By contrast, the first startup I was on, uh, because I hated jQuery, I wrote, I wrote a uh, whoa. Um, something happened. Yeah, but oh, hold on. So the la- the first startup I was on, I was I was uh, I was I was I had to make a slideshow on the homepage. And jQuery is a really small, elegant slideshow plugin. You could just do div dot slideshow start whatever. And um, I didn't like jQuery, so I made my own. I was like, oh, you just have an array of slides, and you have a timer that goes between them, and you have some kind of transition or whatever. You fade out the opacity. Uh, that ended up taking me fifty or sixty hours to get right cross-platform, and it would have taken me fifty or sixty seconds to do with jQuery. And it's already been QA'd. So that's the massive advantage that you would have. But at the same time, like I said before, you have this this group of people whose entire world, their entire life is this framework. And once you take them out of it, they don't know what to do. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that. I'm... Yes, there is. You need to know the fundamentals in order yeah. to improve upon them and to know why things are being done. That's up which, to... is, which goes to my argument about code schools. They only teach you the hows and not the whys. That's up to the requirements of the business, though. Not the requirements of the business. If, if I'm a
1: business, I I just let's say my needs never exceed what jQuery can satisfy. Do I need other developers? Do I need developers who know better? I mean. Perhaps I guess, yes. I guess
0: that's a fair, I mean, that's a fair uh, retort, but per, you Perhaps, but what right? I'm saying is, as a developer, you should be in, someone who your whole knowledge of in whatever an idealistic it is, is a sense. Framework. Yeah,
1: but in idealistic sense, I mean, uh, we can always do that, right? Because that's the um, that's like the no true Scotsman logical fallacy, right? It's like, oh, I, I can keep moving this gold post where. You can go, well, if you only know jQuery, you're not a real developer. Or if you only know know JavaScript, you're not not a real real developer. developer. Well, Uh, if you only know PHP. Yeah, like how many low, oh, until you know C, yeah, or assembly, you're not a real developer until you know this broad spectrum of what development actually is, right? You know network. If you know all these OSI layers, then that's real development. Um, we can keep going with that, but in the context of business, it's like they don't really care.
0: No, they don't, and that's right. why I, I honestly, I really believe that um, the ecosystem, at the bottom is yeah, going to but, fall out in a few but years. But that's
1: but that's on the needs of the business, right? Because uh, frameworks only hit; they all have their own ceilings, right? And then it's right. like, oh, uh, if I'm okay. So we talk about the Mars uh, rover, right? Like. They're not using a framework because there's a reason why they're not using a framework. Um, They have very specific requirements, but they also hire people who can adhere and have the knowledge and intelligence to adhere to these specific requirements, right? Yes. But every business is going to have some variant of this. Um, Financial companies that need to uh, do trading algorithms... They need to know which
0: be- will collude with each other to raise prices. Uh, we found co- out. sure.
1: <laughs> right. But even then, um, if they're using Java, they're not going to do a framework thing. If they're doing like. Isn't
0: Java enough of its own framework, though? Because um, it has all of the stuff built into it so, that you so, would supplant yeah. with another library, wouldn't it? You would For the so, most part,
1: sort of, but not really.
0: What, like, what is there a Java framework? Like, a popular one? Yeah, yeah, Spring spring
1: yeah netflix uses spring a lot of places you see
0: spring is that for their services
1: uh yeah it's, a, it's the spring framework i think netflix has their own variant huh. um, that they like recently retired but uh i mean Str- oh struts framework that was the one equifax used right uh, right, right. uh that had a remote uh remote ro- vulnerability uh, what's that's a- true yeah
0: um but I mean, frameworks naturally impose an overhead, and so that goes back to the that goes back to the cost benefit make buy decision of you know should you could you just get away with using a lightweight jQuery or do you need something full featured like uh, one of these giant uh, algor- uh, one of these giant frameworks? But that's
1: the core of it, right? That's the core gripe. Everyone should have it's um, if you're a developer, you need to have the right judgment to determine um, outside of hype. Outside of everything, like what Requirements fit What the company really needs And um, if that If your solution Provides enough uh, Insulation for the next uh, A reasonable Amount of years, right, one or two maybe In these times, right Right um, And then how that affects hiring, right I Like, oh, if I decide Let's use a functional language, that's going to Dictate kind of programmers I can hire that's going to dictate uh, how much I have to pay these programmers but depending upon what I'm doing right if I'm doing a blog or something then I'm probably being really irresponsible because I don't need something um, so specific um,
0: but, but isn't uh, but JavaScript is a functional language well hold on it, you hear that Yeah, someone's nailing something yeah. so.
1: it has functional properties you think it's sure.
0: coming from above or below uh, it's above Oh, okay. Good. I think it's above. If it's below, then that means we're being too loud. Ah. It's only eight o'clock. Um, anyway, by the way, something really funny uh, that reminded me about the Mars rover that um, a lot of people don't have as much interest in it as they should. And uh, as a huge fan of stand up comedy, uh, Tom Papa has a great bit about the Mars rover. Uh, and if I can just kind of uh, watch it, could, could, we, could we play? Do we have that? Do we have that available? <laughs>
4: Oh, well One more year to make space travel exciting again. And so oh. one more year. One more year to make space travel exciting again. And if they can't pull it off, we close them up- NASA. And give the whole thing to Red Bull. <laughs> right? How dare you make space travel a snooze fest? You land on Mars and you make it so boring that we're more interested in watching Antiques Roadshow. Wow, I didn't know they had an ice cream scooper in the 1700s. Maybe we should look in Grammy's attic. Do you hear we landed on Mars? I don't care. Because after all these years, they blow it. We don't land on Mars. They land a remote control car on Mars. You ever been at Christmas and someone gets a remote control car? It's fun for one person, whoever has the remote.
0: I mean, he's not, he's not wrong. Uh,
4: That's script, what's happening now. There's one guy in Pasadena, guy, the controls.
1: Oh, right. uh, I mean, yeah, uh,
4: awesome.
1: yeah he's, he is diminishing the amount of effort. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, he is, oh. but
0: it's Austin. No, no, no oh. but the thing, no, but he, yeah. he's getting at an important point, which is that you shouldn't, uh, it's, it's, hold on. Let me see if I can get back. Yeah. Hold on. It's, it's because we're not doing a good job marketing the Rover to make Americans. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Want to do it because it's called because it's called the Rover. Yeah. Absolutely. Rover.
1: I mean. Um, yes. Should there be some the outlet Rover. in NASA that makes a reality a TV, name. a compelling reality TV Rover, show that's... out of everything? Maybe. <laughs> right. Um, I don't think a lot of them
0: got into it for that reason. Interesting. I'm so surprised that you're not heavily bothered by this musical choice of mine. I don't care. You really don't. I was expecting you I don't to care. make some... Um, I've. I mean, it's fine. Anyway, I, I'm
1: not studying about music.
0: That's okay. Um, all right. So moving on. Um, uh, frameworks. Uh, what What is uh? You spend a lot of time in Go. What is it about Go that really bothers you, as opposed to some other language that you would you could do something more interesting in?
1: I'm uh, sorry. more complex oh in, in, a,
0: in a simpler way. Oh my
1: god! I mean, uh, we were talking about functional.
0: Right. Right. So. Go is a functional uh, language. No, it's Go. not. Oh, sorry. It's, it's not. 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 No, it's, it's, imper-
1: a- it's an imperative language.
0: Imperative language.
1: And you accomplish a lot of things using loops. Okay. Um, if you want to do anything equivalent to a map reduce filter, those. goes. Was- Functional Those are all
0: loop-based uh, functions, though.
1: But they're declarative, um, and they do a lot of magic, right, underneath that. It's, gets so you, it's
0: not order in?
1: It's not about that. It's uh, If I want to do anything equivalent to a filter, I have to write the loop myself. I have uh, to write the iterative, saying. and then I can't just return it. I have to actually... Specify every specific thing It's very simple and that's Part of it's an allure Right Uh, some people argue Yes because it's basic there is No complexity Um, But at the same time there is complexity
0: Because of how you have to Work around the shortcomings With being so basic
1: There's a a lot of uh, There's verbosity regarding error handling Right so like um, Error handling in Go Is essentially Functions in Go can have multiple return values, right? Yes. Um, and so, generally, the second parameter is the return of a error, if there is such a thing, right? So, if you connect to a database, you try to uh, query something, um, the first parameter may be the result, and the second parameter may be an error. If that second parameter is not nil, that means there is an error, and you need to handle it. Um JavaScript has uh, a simple, uh, somewhat paradigm, right? Or well, uh, try catch. Yeah, yeah, try catch. But you have promises. Java. You have, you
0: have promises, or promises, right? right?
1: And then you have async await. It's a syntax. but all
0: of that is relatively new. I mean, Go's been around for how many years? Uh, yeah that that and, is and, true and all of that stuff yeah. that's been added into javascript that's been this decade
1: yeah and that that's the true part of go where a lot of this is has not accounted for it and but they the, did
0: get the language out and it is being heavily used which i think that was i, I think that was more of what they were going yeah, for yeah but
1: i i didn't think they uh would be they didn't think it would be used perhaps at the the level that it is currently is like beyond maybe systems interesting Right. Well,
0: I mean that then it sounds like that necessitates a necessary framework or massive language update, yeah because yeah. if you're doing these if you' if you're developing yeah. these patterns that are that are repetitious and then you're just one go developer over the yeah. millions of go developers, then someone's going to eventually write something yeah. that combines it all
1: i i mean a, a lot like even the regex is done in such a way so it's a very perf- it's Perform. I don't want to say very performant. But is it?
0: I mean, but Regex is expensive by default, isn't it? Yeah, but,
1: I mean, if you're using Regex, you're using it for a specific reason. You know there's a performance penalty, but it's fine. Uh, You want negative, uh, positive look-aheads, look-behinds. You want all these fancy features, back-references. You want all of that. Right. um, To not have... So, like, go... Has back references, but they don't have like look behind, look aheads, they don't have any of the fancy kind of stuff. Um, because it's implemented in a uh, what's it called, non definite finite automaton. Um, essentially, it's for performance reasons. There's a whole article about it if you want to look that up.
0: There uh, a the non, not, what is it, non definite uh, finite automaton.
1: Yeah, so uh, like POSIX regex is a DFA, it's a definite finite automaton, and that essentially means it doesn't do backtracking. And then Go uh, GoLang does, uses an NFA. It's a, I think it's a non-definite,
0: non-deterministic non- finite yeah, auto- auton- yeah. automaton.
1: Yeah, and so it does back references, but it doesn't do any of the more fancy stuff that you'd see in. P-
0: well, well, the thing about this, uh, a deterministic, a DFA, deterministic finite automaton, each of its transitions is uniquely determined by its source state and input symbol, and reading an input symbol is required for each state transition. A non-deterministic finite automaton does not need those restrictions.
1: It sounds way fancier than actually... It sounds like... It sounds
0: like DF. It's a square rectangle thing. NFA <laughs> is the rectangle, DFA yeah, is a square. Yeah, don't
1: ever be in... Uh, intimidated by these terms, if you look it up. No, you, but it's you, a new one for me. Oh yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, 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 but th- don't ever be intimidated by them. Though they may uh,
0: come up in an interview, so you should know them. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's a different story. I mean, that's a pet peeve of mine. Honestly, is asking people, oh, can you tell me what the difference between yeah, a DFA and an NFA you is? You know,
1: a lot of that is gatekeeping, right? It is gatekeeping. It's gatekeeping. It's uh, if I ask you something I learned in like some computer science homework assignment. And then, if you didn't answer, I know you... Uh, all, all I know is that you didn't go to, like, some Ivy League this comp- and didn't do this computer assignment. Yeah.
0: I had yeah. a computer science... I did half of a computer science degree at, uh, yeah. in Orlando, at, and oh. it was basically this, the, the first two years of college were exactly the same as the last two years of high school. Yeah.
1: But at the same time, I, I, uh, I mean, in regard to that, I, I would say don't ever be intimidated to... Go through that process, because even if you think that you failed, it, it doesn't indicate anything about what their needs are,
0: right? It if, does indicate something about how you are, though.
1: Uh, no, it does, I mean, it doesn't mean anything, because they could have that as a completely arbitrary process, and... At the end of the day, they go, Oh, that guy seemed cool. I'm going to hire him. Right? You have right. no
0: idea. You have no insight yeah. into
1: their process. Especially
0: that, when it comes to something like culture fit. I can't yeah, tell you. You the have no of idea. So, end stage interviews I've got to, and they say, You know, you know, really, there's something about you and we just don't like. It.
1: Yeah. So, that's why I would say, like, don't, you know, uh, there are some people who go, I don't want to try because it's too intimidating. Like, uh, try. You don't know what they actually need or want.
0: Right, So right. You don't know where the ba- where the bar is or what's an acceptable yeah, exactly. failure allowance. If
1: they go, oh, this person didn't have the optimal process, but I like the thought
0: process. Right, I think and there's then we can mold potential. Right, right, exactly. And
1: like, don't ever. Uh, it's the same thing as like when you read a resume and you look at. I mean, uh, when you look unless at unless it's
0: in Comic Sans, then you just throw it away.
1: Yeah, but I mean, when you look at a job posting and they go, oh, I want this, that, 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 that. Like, obviously, I think they know they're never getting that. It's just ideally yes. what they want, but you should always apply, right? Because there's no uh, negative
0: to not apply. And uh, also make sure that whatever th- key- things they asked for are keywords in your resume because they all do keyword searches. Yeah, you can do that, too. I mean... I'm just saying, like, that's... I know you don't have a... You don't really care about uh, no. finding jobs... <laughs> No. Somehow you just keep falling into good ones. That's fine. No, I mean, uh, that's I don't know what to tell
1: you. There's a lot of so, like one of the positive things about this baby boomer created society, right, is that they're really bad at computers, and they realize. We talked
0: about this last time, right, about how they've been using computers for thirty years and they haven't got any better.
1: Yeah, and but they they realize there's a lot of. you don't need people to do a lot of manual processes if you can get developers to identify it and automate and it. And
0: automate it, right. But then they're automating themselves out of jobs.
1: Yeah, but then we reach some inevitable point where no one will have a job, right? And right, then we all someone like has like the
0: Jetsons. But that's not fully automated luxury space communism. Isn't I mean, that isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean what we if, want?
1: But it's not possible for everyone to not have a job, right?
0: Well, I mean George Jetson just had to push the big button every day. So Anyway, all right. Let's move on. Um, so we talked about companies. We talked about kind of libraries. We talked about frameworks. Uh, what about uh, coding conventions? Like, there's like when it comes to linting rules. Let's say there's there's a, the ones that say no increment operator. I know you're going to say Go doesn't have them, but like you know the, the no increment, no decre- decrement operators <laughs> because plus plus could look like plus one to an idiot, uh, or or how you have to end. Every every line in a list with a comma, even if it's the last item in a list, um, just because that's like easier to manipulate. I don't know. Uh, uh, that that's honestly what bothers me. I,
1: it- I, yeah, I'm not very opinionated around that because I just think uh, if there's some at least consistency.
0: I mean, consistency is fine, but I think that those are those are a little overarching when it comes to programming. But the thing about the thing about programming is the same thing with any language. The more proficient you are at it, the more the cooler things you can do, the more complicated, more complex things that you can do. And if you limit the ability for people to express themselves in yeah. whatever medium because oh, some somebody who doesn't know this might confuse plus plus for plus one or plus equals for something else, then they shouldn't have the
1: job. Yeah, but I mean, uh, the pi- Python. This whole job is uh, semantics. Uh, I, is knowing
0: that a plus is a different from a one the making. Sure, everything lands at a semicolon, and you know, uh, that's what I don't Yeah, I,
1: well, I like using Python, right? Because Python, uh, there's no semicolons. Like, there's the idea of being Pythonic, and they have, uh, which is pico- what is being a snake? Be, be as, uh, use brevity, right? Be, be as brief as you can. Being it, Pythonic because, is
0: also a comedy, um, uh, thing, you know? Like Monty Mon- Python? Monty yeah, no. Pa- pa- Mon- Mon- Monty Python?
1: Monty Python? Monty Python, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and anyway, It's not what on. I said. Yeah, okay, I shut up. <laughs> uh so they, they have uh an idea they're, they're called list comprehensions right so if i can um i can create a list or what is uh well, what other people might know as an array um through like a one liner and this one liner could also have conditionals right so
0: i can But can't you do that in a, in a declarative array statement for another language but, you, but in python you do this is in one line yeah but i'm oh you do this in one line go. squares equals brackets and, yeah uh, so, i guess so, so i can do a double like, star exponent
1: so i can do like four x in x if x equals y or something like that and you just right?
0: have the, the loop it, it, statement as the array declaration exactly right so there's That's one line not bad. but
1: but but now we're talking about is that really readable it depends right there, there's a line somewhere Right, well, where well, is I mean, that
0: line? I mean, yeah, and and when you talk about it's, it's also interesting when you think about like all of the changes to JavaScript that ES6 has done, yes. and how how the how much arrow, less syntax. readable yeah. it's it's become. But at the same time, you have people saying, "Oh, but you know, if you use plus plus, that's not readable." Well, come yeah. on, what about your parentheses, arrow greater than yeah. cur- curly braces? The thing that always gets me in JavaScript is that you can use the arrow syntax to uh, have uh, uh, one line or functions. Where the only where it's, they don't use curly braces they use parentheses and it's an implicit return yeah because yeah you
1: don't have to write return right? so
0: but it's like but the thing thing thinking about the fact that like oh it's parentheses and not curly braces to surround the function and oh it's one line and it doesn't have a return statement for someone that's been writing JavaScript this whole century it's like it just it's, it's something talk about readability like it's I gotta cope with it but yeah. that's that's you know how do how does that jive with the world of can't use plus equals, can't use plus plus, you know, I gotta have everything end in a comma. Uh, I, I don't mean, get it.
1: I It doesn't, I mean, it's up to the person who created the linting rules, right? Yes, or it the is, body. But that's of very
0: arbitrary. That's not necessarily but, best practice.
1: But it doesn't matter because once they've established that everyone's following, you know what your expectations are.
0: Yes, right? but sometimes when you want... Something to go through. You want you you have code that you have to get out, and you re- and then it's it's yeah. stymied by these these BS linting rules that actually are hurting the the elegance of your code. Right, but in
1: that same respect, those people. I'm not you, saying don't if, lint. I'm um, saying
0: don't be egregious
1: with your uh, linting uh, rules. Yeah, but egregious is a fine like it's subjective. It's a subjective line, and, and, and I
0: would I would allow a high degree of 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 freedom given a high degree of knowledge.
1: If, if you have to get code out. In those same respects, someone has to code review it within a certain time period. Um, so they might be doing it to protect themselves, right? Um, okay, it, it, like that's the argument I would make. Obviously, you can. Like, yes, you, you, the body that determined these linting rules. You always have to consult if you can make that change. You should make right. that change, right? Because it's a language construct. You should be able to use it. Why
0: not, idiots? Um, I'm sorry, that's ableist. But yeah, that, like, that's uh, honestly uh, the reason is that people is when you because because when you go to eslint.org or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and it says why this is a rule, which you can obviously you know you can configure the rule, right. but you know why why do we have this in the package? It's because people can't tell the difference between plus plus and plus one, and that's just stupid. Right. I'm
1: sorry, but that's that's the. Uh, if which,
0: you can't do that, don't program. Is that too? Is that too?
4: Uh, yeah. to me?
1: Yeah, because. Uh, uh, in the same sense, everyone will have their own level of expectation, right?
0: I guess, but like when I learned plus plus, that was at the very beginning yeah, but of what's my re- programming. Stuff. What's reasonable? I don't know what's reasonable. Well, it's reasonable, is another subjective thing. Yeah,
1: but if someone goes, I don't think someone knowing plus plus is reasonable because they might have that in a lower level language, uh, what's the argument? I have no idea. I don't know. Like how? Except can, that, like you know, someone goes. Kind of hey, for loops require a plus plus. Some someone goes. I come from C plus plus, and that's not a plus thing.
0: plus. Can can't. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's it's C plus C equals yeah. C plus one but, now. But it the, can't be C plus plus. It has to be C equals C plus but, one. But
1: that's not a thing. And so no, you well. know what?
0: I, that's that's what I'm going to do, Wayne. I'm going to start calling C plus plus C equals C plus one just as a protest to those linting rules. Yeah, because that's so. I just that that bothers me. You, I mean, I read somewhere that processors I, have special instructions know. for increment and decrement that are actually cheaper than doing c equals c plus one. Well, but, that's the compiler. I, I don't know what. No, uh, it's the processor. That's like it's it's it's. It, I mean, I guess the compiler could find it and the pro- optimize the code. Yeah, for the but if processor. you're talking about still,
1: processor. That's the, that's different. That's talking about like branching and and their startup process. Uh, mm. it, like if they know it's always plus one, they can optimize. That's true. Yeah. That's
0: not. Uh, I don't know. But that's like, that's something else. Uh, I.
1: That, that's such a, like,
0: I don't know. it not that big of a deal. First I, it, world problem. It, it,
1: it matters, but it doesn't matter at the same time. It's just be consistent about it. That That's how I think syntactically. I don't really care. I think if, L, like, give me a body of expectation right. and be consistent with it. If you're not consistent with it, then there's a problem, right? Um, and there's always going to be contention, regardless. But it's like... Dude, if I, do I want to waste all this time arguing about it? I have no idea. I don't think so.
0: I mean, probably it's not. I don't think it's I it's probably not worth the time. Though, no. like, how many people do you want to argue the C
1: plus I plus plus
0: thing about? I'll, I'll I'll probably say it once, and then if they tell me no twice, and I'll stop. Yeah, like I'm I'm more upset about like not being able to
1: write one liners because it's gonna take me longer. Like. Oh, do I mean? don't. Have, I don't have a filter. I don't have a reduce function. I have. I don't have generics. Oh, you have to do all that by yourself. Yeah. I, like I uh, things that cost me more time to do. Um, when.
0: But that should be in your. Should we you be go? Should we be using Go? Yeah, absolutely. Argument. Absolutely. In that cost analysis and.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then there's. always... I mean, there, then at and the same time,
0: the time that you spend reconstructing this stuff less, or does that make up for whatever performance disadvantages yeah. you would have uh, in yeah. whatever language that has hard to constructs?
2: Say.
1: That's hard to say. Because as, as mad as I am... Like,
0: if you did the same w- thing in PHP, yeah. it wouldn't be as performant, but they have all lot no. stuff.
1: Yeah, but then, yeah, exactly. When I run the code and I see how fast it runs, I go, oh.
0: I mean, just think about... Right. and That's yeah. exactly and why like, Steve Gibson, uh, host of Security Now, and the, the person who coined the term malware, uh... He writes code in assembly still, and he'll write a new program that'll fit on a floppy disk. It's only 200K, and it'll only run on Windows, but guess what? It is FAST. Capital F.
1: Is he still shelling his, like, disk repair thing? Yes, yeah, Spinrite?
0: Uh, I believe so, uh-huh. uh, which really does work. Uh, but the thing is, is that he needs to come up with a uh, an SSD version. Because it only runs on hard drives and it only runs on Windows. And not if you if you have he needs to make it work on Mac OS and on an SSD. But the thing is, is what SpinRite does by its mechanics would actually, I think, destroy an SSD. Because whenever it detects a bad sector, it repeatedly tries to reread the sector in different angles. And it controls the heads, the head angles and stuff like that in the drive mechanics itself. And you don't have that on an SSD. If you keep the sectors dead, it's dead. That's right?
1: com- that's completely out of my wheelhouse. I so, don't know how they made the hard drives I've, I've, in the uh, first place. It's, it's, I've yeah. listened
0: to so many ads uh, yeah, about that, Spinrite over the years. Uh, yeah, no, I,
1: I've listened to that. But, <laughs> but
0: it's still at Spinrite Six, and the screenshot of Spinrite Six is from Windows XP. So I'm gonna it's a copyright 2004. i to say that he hasn't updated it, um, but it does work. If you have a mechanical hard drive that's not booting, and you run Spinrite, it might take 12 hours, but it'll it'll fix it. Uh, and, it, and it does that by identifying bad sectors and then, and then brute force copying bits to good sectors on the just drive. Just put your data in the cloud, then. Okay. Copyright 2004. Just put your data in the cloud. Copyright 2004. How much data could you put in the cloud in 2004? One gigabyte, maybe? 500 megs? What were you storing? Storing pictures? Do you have more than... <laughs> what are, I, you I, I, are you storing? I, I lo- People I lo- have a lot of I data lo- these days. Lo- yeah, but Do I, you have a one... How much data are you using on your
1: computer? Half half a terabyte?
0: Half a terabyte? What do you have?
1: Nothing. Just text files? I don't have anything. I delete everything.
0: Text files and Windows updates.
1: You're not even running Windows. If you you lose your stuff, just move on with your life. Oh. There you go. The only thing I have backed up on a cloud somewhere are my tax refunds. Well, there you go. Like, that's the only thing. And they're encrypted. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, but that's like less than 10 megabytes, man.
0: Yeah, all right. We're getting close to two and a half hours. Yeah. Why don't we? You have anything else you want to call it? Yeah. Liz? What's don't, one more? Don't Give don't me- be a hoarder, guys. Don't be a hoarder. Don't be a hoarder. Um, when it comes to what oh, libraries? Oh, the big.
1: Oh, the biggest pet peeve is when you read things on the internet. Don't treat it as gospel, right?
0: But all of this comes from the internet.
1: But but it, I mean, don't treat it as gospel. Understand what the context for those issues are. Uh, I mean, I read this crazy thing today, right? Like, uh, on Reddit, our JavaScript is complete garbage. What was it? uh, They said, don't use switch switch statements. What? And they said, instead of using switch statements, let's... Just do ifs. uh, No, don't do ifs, but use an object and then create a function in that object, right, Uh, to return... The property
0: that's like but, a Java not, way of doing but, it, but it's it? like
1: yeah, it, yeah. It's a I mean it's a map or a dictionary type thing, um, but yes, there are certain situations where that's preferable when you're returning something non arbitrary, something a uh, very large has a lot of um, behavior on its own, right? Wow, um, you know
0: what? I I can't believe this. I can't. This is this is three years old. Someone said, I usually opt for ES6 maps, if that makes sense. That's order n. That's not efficient. Wait, JavaScript maps? Yeah. Uh, jo-
1: maps are generally 01.
0: What? Yeah. It I, it executes a function on every object in an array. Every index in an array. How is it 01? It's got to be on. What,
1: what's the... Uh... What's the behavior of a JavaScript map?
0: A map is you have an array, and for each element in the array, you execute a function on the element of the array. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you mean... Not a hash map.
1: map. Array.map is
0: you're mapping a function onto an array. So that's got to be order n. Oh, this... Uh, what, what are you reading? The Reddit. How often do you use the JavaScript switch? Is that not what you wanted? Is that not uh, what you were reading? Oh,
1: uh, there's some. Uh, there's another one.
0: Is Don't, it recent? Yeah, it's recent today. Oh, an alternative approach to switch statements in Correct. JavaScript. Uh, the article is really object-oriented. It's an alternative to procedural, which is great, although it's also 2019 and shouldn't be surprising that people, to people that object-oriented is easier to reason about. Well, yeah, no, this seems like the Java way of doing it. I mean, there is no... Even though Java has switch statements. It, it, it's...
1: Use what is practical, right? And I think the author, so the author tells you create an object with properties and then create a a method essentially that you would, a public method that you would give the attribute you're switching on, right? The value you're switching on um, and then use the property of the object to return it. Kind Kind of like a hash map.
0: In this example, they have a function that says get editor type. And that's the problem because the examples they use
1: are very simple, in which a switch statement is absolutely fine. Um, In the cases where you might have a more complex object with uh, more different behavior, right, Mm -hmm. that's a pattern Or if you want
0: to combine cases in the switch statement.
1: Yeah, that's when you might want to use that pattern. But that's the problem. It's like oh, if someone read it and then started telling everyone that it doesn't make sense, right? No,
0: but that's how this stuff happens. Yeah. So this guy makes a blog post and he's going to write a book yeah. and then and he I, makes a medium post and then it becomes a convention. And
1: I think that's the hardest part about this job because you have to have this critical thinking ability. Like think what is more, most pragmatic. Right, but like, the, there's no standards
0: body for this. No, there will never be a standard. Well, I mean, I, I'm bo- sorry. Yeah. There is a standards body, but not not on conventions. No, there's a language standards body. But, that's it.
1: Yeah, but it's well. What is more, like, put yourself in other developers' shoes if they were to stumble upon your code, and obviously, which is something like, I didn't do when writing my framework in PHP. Yeah, and that's always going to be hard, right? Because uh, you don't know how people might respond. Uh, like, some people are too much in. I'm going to be lazy with code some are uh, I really want everything to be completely typed and right. like very strict. I don't care how verbose uh you know with the maximum verbosity being Java, right? They don't care. But there is a like pragmatic middle ground somewhere and it's that's steep. Like that's what you need to find and it's hard. Uh it's hard, but that's what you need to do. Hmm. right? Like people will like it, your takeaway from that article is Hey, here's this new tool, but I know that, uh, like, thinking about it, this might not make sense for these simple occasions, This, uh, despite what the author uh, is writing about, but... There might be some more complicated cases where this is this is the right idea,
0: right? And then you get a, and, and and then you get into a, an e penis measuring contest. Oh, that's a, yeah. That's oh, a, sorry, no, it's an error prone code smell. Composing sometimes logic with fall through is usually again a code smell indicative of a hack around. As most cases are static, and then someone replies, "No, not really." Oh, okay, you're full of, that, full of crap. So, like, that's how the discourse happens. Yeah. Someone's, oh, I think this is the worst idea ever. No, that's, that's it. Weird. That's yeah. the whole argument. Okay. Yeah. Throw uh, it away. Just throw this away. We had redux reducers written like this in my last... Um, this is what I'm just reading. We had redux reducers written like this in my last job, and they were annoying enough when we ended... Re- ah, refactoring them. Yeah. Whatever. Okay.
1: That, that's funny, because, yeah, Go, Go doesn't have uh, break statements. So,
0: really? Yeah. So, so it
1: switches? Uh, it has switch statements, and then if you want something to fall through, so it's implicit break... Right. But if you want it to fall through... You have to switch twice you have to, write, twice? you have to write specifically fall through.
0: Oh. You have to write... Yeah. I guess because the... the, the uh, What is the probability of that is actually a lot lower than just yeah. They think it, Yeah, they brain. think the
1: usage is lower
0: for that. Yeah, that, that makes and, sense. And it sort of makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense.
1: At the same time, again, it, you always walk into these like opinionated situations.
0: It's like, well, everybody that's been developing uh, for long enough gets very opinionated. Like us, that's why we're doing a two-hour show yep. about things that, that pisses off. Yeah, but that's tough because it's
1: uh, all this choice. You have to evaluate: was it worth all this time to talk about this choice? And usually, it's like
0: <laughs> it wasn't worth it. No, um, no. Okay, why don't we? Why don't we? Why don't we cut it off here? Um, because we're almost at two and a half hours and that is uh, that is' yeah. one of the longest shows we've done uh so why don't we throw on some comic relief I am so afraid that the automation is not going to record again for this um and uh we were talking about my cousin Randy Randy Newman earlier before the show um and how all of his uh, he he the way that he sings doesn't it, it's it, it does it it sounds like he has like something bad happened to him uh, like he had a stroke or something like that. I know he's trying to sound like Ray Charles is a a, a Jew from Los Angeles. It's not going to happen. Sorry, cousin Randy. Um, so here's uh, you know he had that he had that song uh, uh, that one song that basically made his career. Short people.
2: Short people got no reason
0: to. Short people got no reason to. Anyway, uh, and then you could hear his real voice in the in the bridge, which is like, sure, people don't have anyway. Um, Randy Newman made some songs. I don't know if you know this. This came out twenty years ago, uh, in nineteen ninety-nine, the first Star Wars movie. Uh, sorry, the first episode. Star Wars episode one, not the first Star Wars movie, the Star Wars episode one came out. And um, they had Randy Newman write music for it. So here 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 it is. This is a behind the movies making of the new Star Wars, uh, the music starring Randy Newman.
4: We now return
3: to the Movie Channel's special presentation, The Making of the New Star Wars, Part 5,
4: The Music.
2: Obi-Wan's is the line. He can help The rebels fight part. <laughs> that fight. The bases, bases run by That's not how Jar Jar Binks Lucas sounds. When George first called me up to write a couple of songs <laughs> for new Star Wars movie, now I was tickled pick. Especially when he told me how much he liked the songs I did for A Toy Story and A Bug's Life. <laughs> Man, with all them ladies. it's, it's funny because every Nemo shot they had of Will Sasso
0: doing Randy Newman, <laughs> they had more cigarettes that
2: was, to it. Well, Star Wars...
1: Oh, this is Mad TV? This is I Mad was. TV, yeah.
2: Did I get to see any of the I wanted
1: to.
0: I wanted to see if that act. not that actually uh, He does no, a really good Randy no, But uh, That sounds I like your
1: exaggeration. <laughs> but, uh, no. Yeah. But uh, did I get to see any of
2: the movies? Uh, no. But uh, I don't need to see a movie about a traveler. i all over the place. Space is the place where I was. Fall
4: Remember
0: when Sarah Night I Live had competition? Yeah, for
2: toy story. Story.
0: yeah but, that was uh, until like 2004.
2: To, you know, writing songs is easy. They just fall out of me. <laughs> <laughs> lunch? Oh, lunch? Lunch? <laughs> <Maybe. laughs> Let's all eat a bunch of lunch I'm hungry, cause I'm hungry Hungry for a big old juicy lunch See, I don't need to see lunch, write a song about it It's the same thing with movies But, uh, the best part was when I got to call up some of my friends to help me out, Cause I immediately called up my good buddy Rob Zombie He's got a great voice in there. You can actually understand what he's singing, so you know we work well together. <laughs> this part right here is my part. <laughs> who's the oh,
1: Who's playing Rob Zombie?
2: Oh, I forgot his name. Who's the <laughs> You come in and you sing like this. Who's the droid? The droid. droid.
0: I've known Randy a long time, so when he called me and told me the money train was in effect, I got right down to the studio.
2: You try. A dry, a dry, a dry, yeah. That's good. That's
3: nice. He'd already written like six or seven hundred songs about Star Wars. And then we both sing this
2: part together. Like this. Hard to detail. Hard to detail. Mm-hmm. Do me, too. He's creepy, oh. He's creepy, oh. Creepy, oh. He's creepy, oh. are are George. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And you
0: can't blame them. I mean, the studios keep throwing money at them, And when you throw that much money, some of it's bound to stick. So I'm just here for the overspray. I mean,
3: really, Randy hasn't written an original song since Short People. And that was a great song i mean really somebody had to take those midget bastards down a few pegs
2: i guess uh, people misunderstood me you know I, I wasn't joking short people really do got no reason to live you know they don't but uh, i do love l.a <laughs> i think i'm gonna marry l.a <laughs> they do
1: have a reason to live they wait for their career role in Game of Thrones.
2: Oh, there you go. I was uh... you were a big bad boy fighting for a planet far away. spaceships fly Oh me, oh my. Fly you around the night and all the day. Hey, well, you wrote on that one, good. That's a good one. Whoops, here comes another song.
0: Okay, that's enough. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why why he sounds like that, other than trying to sound like Ray Charles, which at least, you know, people these days try to sound like Michael Jackson. So that's something. Uh anyway. That's uh I think that's that's all the uh, all the complaints we've got for this episode of Pull Request. Wayne, do you approve of this week's Code? Yeah, All I got to
1: complain a lot, so hell yeah. Yeah,
0: great, isn't it? Yeah. All right, we'll do one of these in a month or two once we get more I love stuff. complaining. I, I know, it's fantastic. It's, well, it's, look, we did two and a half hours. I think, an, so why don't we give people a break?
1: As an American, that's the thing I do best.
0: Yes. Complained. Hey, look, and you're not even Jewish, so. <laughs> but Jews and Asians, we get along really yeah. well. It's fine. <laughs> um, <All right>. Anyway. <laughs> I still believe. I still believe. If Randy Newman released, um, or sorry, if Cardi B covered Randy Newman's "Short People" and called it "White People," it would be a hit. What people got? No weeds. Okay. Anyway, that's all. That's it. So uh, I have no public. Comment. No, no public comment. All right. Well, then why don't we all hit merge, and we'll see you in two weeks. Next week we're gonna work on the show right here on All Request. This has been the Pneumonium Production. The views and opinions expressed on Pull Request do not necessarily reflect those of Pneumonium LLC or its subsidiaries. This week's theme music provided by BoldPack. Visit them at VULFECK.com.